1: This is an Extra 1063 podcast. To hear more live and local content like this, tune into 1063 FM or
2: download the Extra 1063 app. Well, now we're talking. Howdy, howdy, 303. And it's only me, it's only the Kimmer. 1063. Letter Rip Friday, anything goes with Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports raconteur on extraordinaire, and the mechanical mangler at the controls, flounder. Let Letter Rip, anything goes. Stand by because we got a lot today. And Clack, uh, unfortunately, the Black Mamba was not testifying in day two today. The uh, Fulton Lucy, but her daddy was on the stand. <laughs> And we'll have a little talk, some uh, comments about that. Also, you'll hear from him uh, directly. Tuesday, and uh, we're on Neil Bortz at 4 o'clock. That'll be kind of fun. Holy crap, it's sports. Flounders funnies. And uh, we got a lot on Taylor and Tay-Tay. And all I can say about that is...
1: Saturday yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday always gets
2: too late. Anyway, there we go. Here's a number. 404 741-1230. One, two, three, zero. I suddenly feel like I should be talking like this all day. Calmly? Sort of gentle? Uh, I don't know about that. I just just put my coat on. I don't know what the hell's going on in here. All of a sudden, like eight minutes ago, I started freaking getting goosebumps. It all of a sudden got colder than hell in here. And I think I don't know whether it was like one of the devil's agents uh, swirling around because he knows I'm ready to go on the air just to give me a warning or something. You know, I get the messages at night sometimes. No, seriously. Uh, and it got to just like a, whoosh, you know, like like the, like a bad thing came in here or something. You know what I mean? And now it doesn't feel it right now, but I, I put my coat on. And, <laughs> and by the way, I'm very upset because I'm ripping. It's falling apart. I just noticed this morning the collars fraying and shredding. I've had this. God, I've had this. It's my Marine Corps, it's Marine Corps lightweight, Marine Corps denim jacket, and I've got patches all over it and stuff. Hell, I've had this thing for well more than twenty years. I was wearing this when I uh, at the Veterans Day parade when that uh, when that uh, protester the uh, has spit in my face and I put him in the hospital. I was wearing that that day, and it's now at that that was over twenty years ago. Uh, here in Atlanta. And, and all of a sudden now it's getting anyway, whatever. So I don't know what's going on. Boys, how's it going? It's Friday. Uh, Pete Davis uh the mountains of Macon. Any uh, plans for the weekend? Well, it's going to be a little chilly apparently. It's going down in the 20s, I guess, for, at night for a couple of days. But in the fifty, I think, you know, cool. Anyway, what, plans for the weekend?
3: I just realized you're talking about your jacket. I'm wearing a t shirt that I got. The very first remote I went on on the morning show with Tom Hughes was like 1994, I think, or 1995. And we were up in Cobb County at the Galleria, and they handed out these t shirts because they were doing a 10K race up there that day. Huh. And this t shirt is what? What, almost 30 years 30 old? Years old, yeah. <laughs> With only two or three holes in
2: it. Oh, I've, I've got my favorites. I don't throw, I haven't thrown them out. I, in fact, my daughter took one when I, I saw her last spring. We went down, or was it last spring? Yeah. No, it was a Christmas, I guess I can't remember. And uh, and she said, "Oh, Dad, I've I you know when you go, I want that T-shirt." I said, "Well, I'll take it now because I could go tomorrow, you know." So I wish I could go today. Anyway, <laughs> like you'll <the> joke, <laughs> that could <can> be arranged. <laughs> yeah, anybody know Hillary personally? <laughs> anyway, so so she got one that I've had forever and ever, and I got another one I wear. It's full of hole. I mean, I, anyway, whatever. So I'm sorry, I'm rambling. on like an idiot. Three oh seven. A letter up Friday, four zero four seven four one twelve thirty. We have uh, um, uh, Neil boards coming up at four o'clock. We uh, I'll give you a little update on the uh, farmer wants a wife was on last night. Um, let's see a lot of things. They're still talking about the man last night when I got home uh, and turned on the news. And, in fact, everything was was uh, was the black mamba. Fanny will. Holy smokes, the Fanny floozy. Everybody, even MSNBC, it's it's over game over. She can't do, you can't possibly and, and Pete Davis is still saying no, nah, she'll skate, nothing will happen and they have. And, and there's more hearings today on it. Her her daddy was in there the guy who contradicts her uh, calling, basically saying she's lying about not you know, playing hide the slaka-laka with him before she said she did. So I mean it's just the whole thing is a mess, but again it's typical uh, I heard from my buddy Mike Summers, my buddy says you know, Fulton County in
3: full glory for the world. I mean it's Atlanta Georgia ladies and gentlemen. I mean my God. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I, I, I didn't. Next time I need some cash, I'm going to find me a black family because supposedly they keep $2,500 on them all the time. In fact,
2: you're, we're going to talk. I mean, it's just unbelievable. In fact, her dad said the same thing. Uh, in fact, do we have that soundbite? Uh, Flowery's got a couple of soundbites of the old man. I don't know which one. One of them talked about this very thing uh, to the judge. Have you got one handy there? Yeah, but
4: I'm not sure if that's the one, but I can find that
2: one. Well, we'll play through it. Don't worry about it. Now. We'll get to it. 308, 308. Don't worry about it. We'll do it in a few minutes. we am still sitting up the show. It's my fault. I'm being a goof. I don't, I'm just, I, I'm such a freak. Yeah, you know, I don't know what, well, I do know what's going on, but I'm getting over it. I'm down to, I only have 87 episodes of Cheaters left to uh, to go through. Oh, so I'm, no. once I wind down those, and then they'll finally, uh, it'll be. Is over. that healthy? <laughs> is that healthy for you
3: to be watching It, it kind I of don't... is. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> not really. <laughs> 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 cathartic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got issues. Um, let's see. Also, and um, so we got to we'll talk about the Black Mamba. Uh, uh, we'll talk about. Oh, oh God, President Stupid Face did it again. I mean, it looked like he was having a stroke, and I think he's pretending. <coughs> he's pretending. To be so concerned to show his concern, but he doesn't know how to pull it off and it backfires on him again. It's like when he told the story of how he was so outraged when they brought up the question of when Bo died, his son, and they never brought it up, he brought it up. So he was faking outrage over something that never happened except in his head that he did anyway. So there's another example of it. Also, uh, there's, I'm going to tell you a, a, a loving, a, a sweet little loving episode in the Tay-Tay and Travis Kelsey love story, followed by some chick-girl-doctor relationship coach who's trying to throw cold water on the whole damn thing. This is what's mad matter with modern-day chicks, man. I mean, the well, way to hear about that, this is un- to me is unbelievable. I, you know, I went to a, you know, a marriage counselor once who was, you know, a guy anyway. I mean, these people are freaking nuts. I mean, they're just, you know, I mean, they must they must hate themselves. These self-loathing, uh, just ugh, naysayers. God, no wonder women are screwed up. That, we're going to hear from a, I'm not sure, I'll be telling you about it. We don't have her sound. Of this chick relationship coach. Wait, wait do you hear this? Because she, Taylor's got a big strong guy, wants to take care of her, my God. All right, 310. Oh, where do we go now? Oh, oh, I mentioned the other day, uh, yesterday, that I forgot... I left home my history and birthday list that I bring that I just spend lots of time on every night. And so I brought it today and now I'm going to no. give you I'm going to give you an occasional no. history from yesterday. Uh, no! 1898. Remember the Maine yesterday was on yesterday's date. The USS Maine exploded and sank in Havana Harbor, Cause an unofficial mystery. More than 250 crewmen were killed and this read this became a whole thing. You know, remember I the know Maine yesterday.
3: Yesterday. That was yesterday, right? No, you screwed up. You forgot the thing. You have right. to wait until next I make year it up for to it. do it. And in fact, <laughs> I have
2: sports history from yesterday, Pete Davis, and, and, but who and cares? in nineteen, <laughs> in nineteen forty. I beg your pardon. Nineteen forty-six. Edith Houghton, uh, at age thirty-three, signed a contract with the Philadelphia Phillies to become the first female scout in Major League Baseball. Nineteen forty-six. Who cares? Well, I'm just. <laughs> We don't want to, you know, sidetrack the people that deserve attention. And we get you just
3: you on. just put the work in it and you don't want to waste that work. You put uh, in well, yesterday. so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and one more thing uh, before we take a little cabanga here, uh, we'll play president's stupid face here in a second. Substack has done it again uh, and nobody's covering this. This is just outrageous. The Russians did not fear. Hillary was going to win, so they tried to help Donald Trump win. It's exactly the opposite. CIA analysts have now revealed, and these reporters who do the Substack thing, the same guys who outed the whistle- for the whistleblowers and the Hunter Biden laptop and the meetings with the business people in China, all that stuff, these same guys on Substack have got the second scandal of the CIA when James Clapper with the uh, director of national intelligence and CIA director Brennan faked the intelligence community assessments so that they believed they wanted Russia to actually help Hillary and they fixated, fixated uh, Donald Trump in the minds of millions of Americans as some kind of Manchurian candidate, and it was exactly the opposite. And they set it up using, uh, using fake intelligence. I mean, it's a the, the, the one-two punch using foreign countries to fake uh, uh, dossiers against Americans to spy on them, and then, now, and then faking evidence so the CIA could... Oh, my God. I mean, this is unbelievable. And nobody's covering it. It was on Jesse Waters last night and us, and that's it. You're you're kind. I mean, my God. Under Putty Tat. Barack Hussein Putty Tat. CIA and national security people. Oh, my God. Uh, 313. OK, let letter up Friday. Let's have fun. Four zero four seven four one twelve thirty, 741 1230 And uh, we got Flounders Funnies and uh, Neil Bortz at four o'clock. And what's the matter? Want a phone call? You want to do that right now? Yeah, sure, sure. Why not? Uh, let's see. It's, uh, is that Brandon? Yes, it is. Brandon, you're on the radio. Happy Friday, man. What's going on?
1: Hey, Happy Friday to you, sir. You're a great man. The last time I was on the phone, if you don't remember, I do. You berated, you got mad at me when I said that you were told to be president. And hey, <laughs> it's okay. But you know what? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, the point being, with our like, I've dismissed DC. I think you understand they are just gone rogue, yeah. etc. Yeah. I would love, I would love for you guys and the morning guys, the morning guys talk about it. But I would love for you guys to really. Bring on some local legislators to talk about how we can actually make Georgia a haven for freedom.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me go ahead and and, uh, stick my finger down 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 my throat while I'm thinking of it. You know, that would be, well, "Well, we're here and uh, we're going to make sure that from now on people have the right to be able to. There's no, there's, I don't, I don't trust anybody in Georgia politics. I don't trust anybody. How come, you know, how come we don't have our, uh, our, our governor saying, okay, get rid of Fannie, it's over. This woman can't can't be part of the prosecution team. Nobody's saying anything. Anyway, Brandon, I got to go. it's not. Nobody's going to do anything about that here locally. It's not going to happen. Too many freaking liberals here, and too many lazy, uh, fake Republicans who don't want to go to the poll. I'm not voting for that, Herschel Walker. You know, so we get what we what we deserve: two liberal senators. I don't see that changing. Anybody, if you feel any, do you feel any outrage in the state of Georgia over what's going on right now? Anywhere? Except on this radio station. (laughs) There you are. 314. Kimberfeet Pete, and Flounder. Quarter after, actually. (laughs) News. News, 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 news. 319, can and flounder. Guess what? The judge in the uh, New York Trump case, civil fraud case, has made his decision. And Judge N. Goran, the nutbag, has decided that uh, former President Donald Trump broke the law in a civil fraud case, uh, along with his company, Letitia James, the uh, racist, hate-filled attorney general of New York, have uh, accused Trump and the organization of using fake business practices for the loan. And to pay off Stormy Daniels, I think that was the whole thing where it actually started, Uh, she had sought $370 million fine plus 9% interest in penalties. Judge uh, Engaron ordered Trump and businesses to pay $350 million in the case. She wanted more. Uh, Trump said it was all a witch hunt. Uh, there was never option for a jury trial. Let's see. If him denied, Trump and his thing, Trump and his thing, got to bring down. Well, what else did you do, you idiot? You something about Don Jr., and I can trying to find it. There's no evidence. James' office requested Don, da-da. Trump and his team pointed to incompetence. Uh, Oregon buildings. These freaking people. I I, I hate I hate new, I, I hate newspaper reporter people. They don't know how to write a freaking story. They they do a tease line and then you have to go like 18 paragraphs to try to find what the hell they're talking about in the headline. I'm saw in the headline. Uh, apparently, Don Jr. has been prevented from getting loans for two years, and Donald Trump can't apply for loans for three years or something. But that's not it anyway. So anyway, the judge ruled against him. And, and by the way, let me ask you this. All right, in front of me, I am holding my phone, and on my phone, I have the Fox News app. On the Fox News app, I'm, it says, uh, six minutes ago, Judge Engeron, hands down decision, Trump, New York civil fraud case. On my iPad, it still had the story has not showed up yet. On the Fox News app, on my iPad. How is it possible that for, I've had, like for 10 minutes, I've had the story on my phone, same app, and it's not on my iPad? And I've, I've been refreshing it like, like off and on constantly. I did it again just now. It's nothing. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway, the judge ruled against Trump. Is going to cost him a bundle. Uh, violated the law. And then it says here, ordered anger and ordered Trump and businesses to pay over three hundred and fifty million dollars. What a crock! That was it was in this case where where they claimed he, he overinflated his value so he could get a loan from the bank. He paid back the loan. The bank didn't have a complaint. They gave him the money and he paid it back. And and so they're complaining that that he cheated because even though nobody got hurt and nothing ever happened, he still broke the law. And the judge said, oh, absolutely, three hundred and fifty million dollars. Please, why is he even associated with New York? If I were Donald Trump, I'd be gone from there with every possible— I, I, would, I, you know, I, I would lock down every freaking building and just let them rot. Hey, you know, yep. I just—honest to God, I open no, 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 oh God! You know what I would do? Open everything, every—I Trump Tower to the homeless. Oh my God! I say free housing. Oh my God! What a great idea! If I were Donald Trump, I swear to God, every every building he owns would now be a homeless shelter. Oh my God! How funny would that be? <laughs> what do you suppose, my God? What do you suppose would happen if Donald Trump turned every property in New York he had into a, or an AIDS clinic? A homeless shelter and a you know a tranny uh, a, a tranny recovery operation <laughs> in the rehab center or something.
3: Oh my God! <laughs> All your trannies come to Trump properties. I, All yeah. your <laughs> Sanctuary spaces. Yeah, there you go. Sanctuary. <laughs>
2: Trump's haven for the for the weak and un- <laughs> unclean. <laughs> Sanctuary. <laughs> Turn it into a freaking Paul India. <laughs> oh <laughs> <Bhopal> my
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, how funny would
2: that be? Oh my God, three twenty-two. I right, found it. Let's let's do it. Let's start from the beginning. I'm sorry. Now, Flounder's is our musical director, and he's gone to the trouble of picking out these songs and little in things about them. So let's do it. Leslie, go. There you go, baby. Cry, this was not my favorite song of hers, but it was probably her biggest song do by a mile. And Leslie Gore, on this day in 2015, Leslie Gore, who is known not only as a singer and songwriter, but as an actress and activist. Leslie Gore died from lung cancer. She was 68 years old, 2015. Best known for the 63 recording number one single, It's My Party, produced by Quincy Jones. Gore composed songs for the soundtrack of the 1980 movie Fame for which she received an Academy Award nomination for Out Here on My Own, written by her brother with her. Leslie Gore passed away at age 69, 68 in uh, 2015. Uh, the, I, uh, her other song, I can't remember what the heck they were. What? Um, uh, you Don't Own Me. I love that one. You Don't Own Me. That was a great song, kind of a liberating yeah. kind of a song. And there was one more, too, about uh, it was like her, her boyfriend's cheating on her, but she didn't care. I can't what the hell the name of that song. Something like that. Uh, you know, I can't get over. Maybe I may be th- I might be thinking of Skeeter Davis. Anyway, Leslie Gore, nothing with a thing. Okay, birthdays include. Oh, and just my laptop one. Uh, birthdays include William Cat. You may not know the name, or recognize if you saw the face. You would. Seventy three years old. William Cat was the greatest American hero. Yeah. TV star, also in two classic horror movies, Carrie. Oh, i kind got to remember that in 1976 and House in 1986. I don't know anything about that one. <laughs> William Catt, 73 years old, American hero guy. <clears throat> Excuse me. And on this day in history, 1937, Dr. Wallace H. Carruthers, a research scientist at DuPont, received a patent for his process that would lead to his style-changing invention, nylon. He took his own life. Two months later, he was suffering from depression. 87, uh, 1937, Dr. Wallace-Cuthers uh, discovered that nylon. Okay, nope. Uh Now, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, Hyde on 325-404-741-1230. 1230 And uh, Donald Trump, again, uh, found guilty and fined $350 million. And I think they were uh, he and his son both told they can't get loans in New York. I'm reading a headline. Uh, getting no getting loans from New York banks for three years for Donald Trump and I think two years for Don Jr. And he can't hold executive office at his New York company. What a cro- Honest to God. I, I mean, he, he should just thumb his nose and say, that's it. Screw you. And the attorney general, man, I would make her, I, if I was a billionaire, I would spend a billion dollars making her life miserable in every possible way. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, not illegally, maybe. Oh, hell, I can stay illegal. I'm a freaking talk show host. I' nothing I'm gonna do about it. But honestly, if I were a billionaire, I would ruin her. I would make sure I, I would wish she 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 would wake up saying, oh, I wish I were dead, I wish I were dead. It would just make okay. her life miserable.
3: <laughs> Okay, you sound like the chick in Fargo. <laughs> she said, what's the use of being a billionaire if I can't have someone killed? That's
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, seriously, can you? sleep? <coughs> I've Donald
2: Trump opened up all his buildings to the homeless and AIDS patients and trans. <laughs> oh my God! I mean, <laughs> seeking your tired, your poor, your trans, transsexuals. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! He'd welcome all the all the all the metal patients from Cuba. Bring them in. Yeah, we'll take them all. Put them right here in New York. <laughs> oh my God! Can you imagine? Oh God! Oh, mercy. Anyway, all right, so I'm sorry, 326. Honestly, I, I, I wish I wish she would threaten it. I wish she would come out and threaten it. <laughs> Just to see what people would say. How would you like it? <laughs> Can you imagine the news coverage? Donald Trump here. I got a great idea. How would you like it?
3: <laughs> would
2: you believe? <laughs> oh, mercy. Anyway, uh, uh, unfortunately, the uh, Fulton County flucy Black Mamba... <laughs> Did not show up in court today for the second day. She was going to testify again today. And, and I wonder who I wonder who called her and said, no, 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 no. She was supposed to go back on the stand today, the uh, Fannie Floozzi from Fulton County, uh, Black Mama. And somebody must have gotten to her because this, but this has got to be the worst day of her life yesterday. Uh, we found out a bunch of things that uh, Black Mama likes Grey Goose. Uh, and again, this is the same woman who said she would never mis- misuse uh, official funds to her office and she would never have sex with a co-worker. <laughs> and then I love the cash thing. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> well, no, it's it is, uh, in fact, do we have the daddy there, uh, Flounder? Let's let's play daddy. There's a couple of cuts of daddy on the stand today. Uh, the former Black Panther, by the way, uh, who, uh, who I taught her how to hate men and especially white men. But here's uh, was daddy on the stand today.
5: Uh, Sightings of cash. Oh, no, she, oh, no, see, maybe, excuse me, and I, Your Honor, I'm not trying to be racist, okay? No, I'm not. But it's a black thing, okay? (laughs) You know, I was trained, and most black folks, they hide cash.
2: They hide cash because they don't train Whitey. And, again, he, she testified yesterday. I mean, this is, the kind of, this is the kind of stuff that's been going on in this community for this racist. Her She testified yesterday that her father warned her if she was ever out on a date, she should have $200 on her at all times because yeah. he's liable to be yeah. dumped on the side of the road by a man who's going to treat her like crap. And so her, her, her theory is, well, you better have money, girls, because some guy you're with is going to treat you like crap over the side of the road and leave you to fend for yourself. Uh, especially a white guy. God knows you can't trust Whitey. I mean, this is, un, I mean, this is you know, here but we go.
3: That's, that's good advice for every uh, man to tell his daughter. If you're going out on a date, in case they skip out on the date or they leave you stranded, have some cash on you so you can get home.
2: Well, I have a little a Peterson thing that my father did with us, and it's called walking around money. And anytime you know little Peter, no, thank you so much. Uh, a little thing. My father did not little <laughs> Peter, son, little Peter, son. Pete misspoke there, clearly. Uh, and he would say, oh, you need a little walking around money. And so we made sure we always had at least, you know, back in the 60s, it might be 10 bucks. But, you know, and, and every time I see my daughters and when I see them in person, I give them each two hundred dollars. And I, I hide it. Actually, I hide it in their house somewhere. And so they come upon it at some point during my visit. They'll come. They'll. It might be in the uh, in the refrigerator, or you know, in their coffee pot, or something. I'll, I'll, you know, so whatever. But I, and the kids, my grandkids now, uh, whatever. <laughs> whenever I see them, I'm such an idiot. Uh, whenever I see them, uh, I, I pretend it's a big secret. I say uh, to Molly, "I say, hey kid, get over here." All right, take this. Don't tell anybody where you got it. All right, shut up. Get away. You bother me. You know, like, and I, like, <laughs> 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 I called him a little walking around money. And if I if I send him a birthday card, I put a twenty in there. I mean, it's, it's and I say here, it's a walking around money, and they know, you know, to kind of take care of themselves. All right, the three Emily late. I'm uh, Coming up, uh, more star witnesses on the uh, the Black Mamba trial, <laughs> uh, with a Pete, and Flounder, and your calls, Letter Rip Friday, and Taylor, and the love story, and we got it all with a Pete, and Flounder on Friday, right there. <laughs> there we go. Now we're talking. Little Britney boy here with a can of and flounder.
5: They can't just see?
2: Oh, oh baby. Call uh, call uh, you, you uh, 2007 on this very day, that naughty little Britney Spears walked into Esther's Hair Cutting Studio in Tarzana, California with a couple of bodyguards. And uh, wanted to have her head shaved at a hair salon. And they didn't want her to. And people were ticked off. The salon owner refused. And so Brittany shaved it herself in front of about 70 photographers. Uh, Brittany then went to a tattoo parlor. She got two new tats. A small pair of red and pink lips on her wrist. And a black, white, and pink cross on her lower hip. And they say it was the beginning of her public meltdown. Filed for divorce from her husband Kevin Federline months earlier. Was negotiating custody arrangements for their two kids and kind of basically having some sort of a meltdown. Old Brittany. Uh Birthday list includes. Uh, well, I thought. I had, here we go. Uh, the 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 weekend. <laughs> the guy's name is The Weeknd. He's a singer, right? Isn't that? His, he's a singer or a rapper yeah. or something, right? And his name is The Weekend. He's 34. And I don't, I mean, I've heard the name. I don't know. Is he like a big deal? Flounder, is he a thing or? Oh, I'm sorry. Flounders in the back. Never mind. Uh, P, do you know this guy? The yeah, weekend? he... What's his
4: yeah, name? Yeah, the Weeknd. He's famous. He's yeah. a big thing, He played right? at the Super Bowl. He did the Super Bowl halftime show on ah, here. Ah,
2: okay, okay. I, remember, I, I know who... I mean, I know the name, but I, I've never heard of stuff that I know He of.
3: only works weekends.
2: Well, I, oh, hey, um, Monday through Friday, you just can't find the guy. It's a uh, trail of story. <laughs> uh, hey, who? Uh, in uh, history on this day, 1923, the burial chamber of King Tutankhamen recently unearthed, was opened in the Valley of the Kings near Luxor. Inside was a spacious, beautifully decorated chamber of King Tut, completely occupied by an immense shrine covered with gold inlay. Workmanship of this kind was truly amazing. The chamber had been undisturbed for 3,000 years, and unlike many of the ancient relics in Egypt, had not been robbed of its treasures. The historical interest of the discovery of King Tut's tomb, providing Egyptologists with some of the best insight to that period, ever discovered. And, of course, it did a world tour. Didn't it come to, it came to Atlanta, didn't it? All the King Tut stuff, if I remember correctly? Yes. I didn't see it. Did you see it? I don't remember seeing it. Founder, you may not even been alive. This was probably in the 70s or 80s, I guess. I can't remember. Uh, did you go to see it, Pete? No, I did not. Well, I'm. Didn't mean to accuse you, sir. I was just curious.
3: <laughs> no offense, I, my God. You know, You know, I'm a. You went to that damn. I'm a huge. I'm a huge fan of history, but for some reason, Egyptian history, ancient history, just bores the blank out. of Well, I
2: don't. I don't just. Know why. I love. I, I love watching History Channel for stuff, but I, I'm not I, not. I would not be called a fan of history. I know you are. And when I do think, like, read that stupid Mayflower book, you know, it's one of the greatest things that books have ever read. So I'm an idiot and I know it. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see. President Hayes signed a bill allowing female attorneys to practice and argue cases before the Supreme Court. Girls in the Supreme Court? Rutherford B. Hayes made it possible in 1879. Yesterday, uh, on <coughs> yesterday's history list, I'm sneaking those in there. I did the work. I've I'm, I'm, I'm taken the benefit. Uh, 337, Kimber Peaton Flounder. Oh, hold on a second. And this uh, uh, this hour of our program is sponsored by our very good friends at First Liberty Building and Loan. If you need financing to grow your business, visit firstlibertyga.com and you'll be better off for it. 404 741 1230, 741 1230. And again, Again, my lap, my, uh, lap my, uh, I made my my left and my eye. What do you call it? iPad thing? It goes, you know, go if it's on like 15 seconds, unless you ha- hit it again, it goes dark. Uh, all right, here's the latest again. The Trump case: Donald Trump is now barred from operating business. Uh, because of the civil trial case for that skanky racist hater Letitia James in New York and the judge has already found him guilty for mis, mis- well uh misleading banks and uh, inflating his business dealings to make him worth more money so they gave him a bigger loan which he paid back nobody got nobody got hurt everybody got their money nobody got anything out of anything and about she said it was wrong the judge said it was wrong and now this judge engram was he that freak hippie he's that former taxi driving hippie wasn't he isn't that guy i'm sure that's the guy handed down his ruling today months-long trial uh, stemming from her lawsuit uh, saying he inflated his freaking assets and therefore committed fraud the judge ruled that he and the company and don jr were a uh, persistent repeated fraud falsifying business record defendants false financial statements conspiracy to falsify fa- financial statements and co-conspiracy to commit insurance fraud my god see they can do anything they want Find him $350 million. And uh, now where's the story in here? Uh, let's see. Trump says it's a witch hunt. Uh, da, 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 da. Well, no, this story, they're written like these freaking newspaper writers don't know how to write crap. Uh, he apparently uh, can't take out loans for three years. And uh, I mean, what, what, I, this is outrageous. And I guess there's no appealing. It's a civil case. Does he, have, does he have an appeal on a civil case like this? I don't know. I don't know where, I don't know where you go on a civil appeal case. I should know that. Well, maybe I should know it. <laughs> uh, 3.30 to <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, the black, uh, black mama uh, did not testify today, Fanny the floozy. Uh, her daddy did, though. And, in fact, we have another sound bite there. Let's do a daddy cut number two. He was in trial today. Uh, and then we'll talk about who else was testifying and what this all means. too. Here's your daddy of uh, Fanny's uh, floozy.
4: Yes, apparently he thought uh, he knew COVID was coming before anybody else. Thought.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, he's a naysayer. He's a soothsayer. Yeah.
6: I may be wrong, but I believe COVID hit in 2020. So I was asking about 2019. In 2019, did you spend any time in California?
5: Before COVID was even here in the United States, remember I lived in South Africa and I've traveled the world. I knew COVID was coming mm-hmm. before. I knew COVID was around before. They may have announced it in, in 20, but in fact, I knew about it and I knew what was happening uh, in 19.
7: Okay, so so let's let's walk through 2019 then. You said you moved here in
5: September. So no, I didn't say that. I moved here probably prior to September.
2: Anyway, uh, they were asking whether he was living in the house with her, the daughter, uh, therefore trying to prove that uh, this guy, uh, 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 play daddy, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Wade, uh, was not actually having sex with her because da- her daddy would have known it or something, and that's really, you know, that there was not a romantic relationship when she when he said there was or the, uh, the defendant said there was. I mean, this is just unbelievable, and how they're going to get to the bottom of this is going to be very hard. I can't imagine the judge is going to let this stand, uh, but especially since there's another defense star witness is coming up today. In fact, he may have already been done testifying. There's no live coverage on Fox today, and I'm in here, so I don't know. But uh, a guy named Terrence uh, Terrence Bradley, the attorney and former friend of uh, Nathan Wade, who's on the stand, is back testifying today. He's expected to testify again that Wade and uh, Black (laughs) Mamba... began their affair long before she appointed him to prosecute Donald Trump and his 18 co-defendants. They claimed they did not have a personal romantic relationship, they were just friends, before uh, she appointed him a special prosecutor. But Mr. Bradley will refute that claim. Uh, he's an attorney representing Michael Roman, one of the defendants in the election interference case, according to one of their uh, lawyers. Bradley will testify the romantic relationship between Wade and the Black Mamba... <laughs> began long before Willis was sworn in as district attorney for Fulton County in January 2021. Prosecutors representing the state say they do not have any more witnesses to call today, so we'll see. And by the way... The Babylon Bee is all over this case, too, as are we. In an unexpected turn of events, Vice President Carmela's side piece was removed from the top spot of worst diversity hire of all time. After Georgia District Attorney <laughs> Fannie the Black Mamba opened her mouth during the televised trial about inappropriate use of funds and an alleged affair with a top prosecutor, D.A. Willis' perfectly executed court disaster may not have been enough to get her to the top of the proven record of Vice President Harris. Said one onlooker, but wearing her dress backwards. Well, what a coup de grace! Yes, she apparently had her dress on backwards. Uh, those close to sidepiece Carmella, the <laughs> shiftless and lazy vice president, say her team is scrambling to prepare her to assume the role of president. Now that she no longer is the most embarrassing example of racial diversity efforts to ever live, in a public statement released shortly after the incredible live circus act of Fanny the Black Mama, vice president sidepiece stated. Uh, I am now, as have ever been, ready for the responsibilities station imparted on me to be ready now and forever to be ready uh, for the role of president of the United States, which is what presidents are called here in America. At Publishing Time, Carmela side P said regained first place as worst diversity hire of all time after opening her mouth again on television, ladies and gentlemen. It's never going to freaking end. Uh, 343, Timber Pete and Flounder, 404-741-1230. Neil Borch joins us at 4 o'clock today. They've charged a couple of... <coughs> I guess... Can we, they're black. <coughs> Two kids... Are now officially charged, and more charges coming. I hope because I don't get this at all. If <clears throat> in Kansas City, after that incredible shooting spree over the weekend, charges filed against two teenagers. After I mean, it wasn't over the weekend. I'm sorry. Over the uh, after the parade, uh, two teenagers after one person died, 22 shot in a shooting and hurt in a shooting at the Kansas City championship parade. They announced two juveniles have been charged, and they are behind bars. Uh, Gun-related charges as well as resisting arrest. Additional charges are expected. Well, I would think so. Like attempted mass murder. Uh, the shooting was Wednesday, of course. A third adult was also detained but later released. No further information. The suspects are juveniles and they're black. And I love this part. Uh, during the shooting, which police believe to be the result of an argument between two parties. Yeah, well, oh really? Wow, you think so. So there was a dispute of some kind? Gee, uh that's uh that's really good investigative work there. A dispute of some kind led to shooting. <laughs> oh my guy, I mean that's just insulting.
3: <laughs> anyway, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, how how old are we talking here? 14 they won't 15 say. something like they that. They won't say. I I I don't care at this point. Yeah. I want them once we found out exactly who it was, and it shouldn't take long to know exactly who did it. Yeah. Is I want them murdered. And I want them executed. Well, well, on pe- the courthouse lawn. <laughs> I okay, I want everybody to be able to watch it.
2: Well, you mean after their trial, of course, and conviction, right? As opposed to, no, the, you know, there's lynching. no trial.
3: Once we know it's them, All once right. We know it's them. You got witnesses. You got video. You got everybody so if, there. Saw so, them do it. So if our, I'm sorry, I want them executed right so, then and there yeah, on television. So
2: because of our satisfaction by God, we'll we'll know it. Uh, people saw them. And they were right there. So let's just. Shoot the bastards. You know, I actually don't have a problem with that. I mean, if you're sure. We'll torture them if first. If you're really sure. Yeah, we'll set them on fire. They a little shot bit nine kids. Yeah. Uh huh. Children.
3: They shot nine kids. They just kids. sprayed. Like, the, they don't
2: deserve. The, even worse, they just sprayed the crowd. It's not like, you know, it's just they just shot everybody.
3: Well, as a friend of mine pointed out in these shootings, they're not exactly Daniel Boone marksman. you know. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're just firing. Not I mean, a lot
2: of- but again, they don't care about any children, babies, mothers. I mean, it doesn't matter. They just shoot non-human. They don't care about human life. Too yeah. So clearly they don't it's deserve not- to be on this
3: earth. It's not Sergeant York, you know, <laughs> licking his thumb yeah. and putting it at the end yeah, of the barrel well, there. No, you, you know? gotta clear the fuzz <laughs> off the end of the site,
2: you know. <laughs> Hell I used to do it. I actually I used to do it <laughs> because of that stupid movie. Uh, 340 I'm not making that up. 346, Kipper Pete and Flounder. Got a little bit on a love story coming up next, and a flounder's funny too. Look out, here we go. <laughs> A little Friday soothing music for you. I like this. I love getting steel guitar
1: chords here. A little
2: kid rock. And then the saints. The and then, yeah, this is a little. Oh,
1: well,
8: that's, that's
2: right. I like the song, I like the music. Home. In fact, you know, Flounder, by the way, I've now, my, my, my go-to song that I start my trip with and I end coming in the door here to work is now uh, How Do You Like Me Now? <laughs> with, with uh, Toby
3: Keith. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Every, everybody needs walk-in music. Yeah, And yours should be that How Do You Like Me yeah, Now? That's you right. In the door. Exactly
2: true. That's what I'm doing. All of a sudden, it just hit me. <laughs> that's the first one I, when I leave the parking garage and the first one I'm when I, when I get in the car in the morning and when the, first, the last one I play when i come before i come into work (laughs) this is kid rock and it was on this day in 2005 the kidster was arrested for punching a dj at a strip club in nashville police were called to the incident kid rock escaped from the club but after that shortly afterwards he was pulled over by a cop who got an autograph and did not do a breath test despite smelling alcohol the officer has since been fired that was in 2005. Uh, Kid Rock was eventually arrested a few hours later and for the second time and taken to the night court and released on a $3,000 bond or bail. So anyway, <laughs> Kid Rock. Well, he punched out a DJ at a bar, a strip club. Our birthdays include Ice-T, 66 original gangsta rapper, his uh, 1992 song Cop Killer, now he plays a cop on Law & Order or Shut the Front Door or whatever it is yeah, we're used to. Is that show still on? I have no idea. The Law & Order business? I have no idea. Yes. It is? Yes. It, wow. My God, that's unbelievable.
3: Hey, uh, hey, yeah. ask Flounder what his... Uh, Flounder, what's your walk-in music? When I mean, you walk in the room, a room, a theme music would start. What would it be?
4: Uh, let's see. Um,
2: I would have to choose... Well, Pete Davis, well, you take your time for a minute on this. Take your time, Pete Davis. What would you you pick? What would would your choices be? I already
4: actually know. I know Pete's. Oh, do you? The Pink Panther.
3: Yeah, both Henry Mancini. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be the Pink Panther theme. Or that's during the day. Jaws. At night, at night, it'd be the Peter Gunn theme. Oh that's a great
2: theme. <laughs> and the Pink Panther.
3: <laughs> I've got the Pink Panther.
2: <laughs> there you go, that's Peter Gunn, man, for nineteen fifty-six or something. Oh, black and white TV, man. (laughs) What do do they call it? Noir. TV noir or art noir. What do they call it? Film noir. Film noir. Film noir.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And you walk into the club, man. You have the Peter Gunn theme playing. Come on.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, 353. And again, we don't know much more about the two teenagers. Apparently two black gangster guys. This was, you know, please. If these these have been two white guys with MAGA hats, uh, you know, prep school kids or something, this story would still be an explosive story leading to riots and statues anyway um now speaking of the kansas city thing uh, taylor swift i just do a quick little love story here for you and i'm I'm, you can call me all the names you want some new video uh, after the post-game celebration with taylor and travis kelsey held at the las vegas nightclub after their victory the anti-hero singer audibly tells a friend in the crowd the Travis Kelsey's impromptu performance was, quote, the most romantic thing that's ever happened to me. Taylor Swift said what he did was the most romantic thing ever. We met in the middle, she adds excitedly, as Kelsey, standing next to her, and the Chainsmokers' Drew Taggart kisses her head. I was like, what's happening, what's happening? The moment in question came when an after-party DJ started playing a remix of Taylor Swift's 2008 smash, Kelsey jumped up on stage, singled out the 14-time Grammy winner in the crowd, excitedly belted out his girlfriend's lyrics to her as the pair lovingly pointed at each other. They played it, and I was literally coming out of the bathroom, Kelsey tells Swift in the new video. I was like, yes, perfect timing. The tight end and Swift danced and sang along to another one of her star's hits, Love Story, capturing Kelsey pointing at himself during the lyric, You'll be the prince, gesturing to her, and I'll be the princess. And after smiling and mouthing the lyrics, It's a love story, baby, just say yes. Yes, the sweet girl wearing Kelsey's jacket <laughs> wrapped her arms. shut up. Wrapped your arms around the football star's neck and kissed him. Yeah, and then they gushed about Kelsey singing You Belong With Me. You belong with me. Oh, sure. She, so. she I mean, wears high please. heels. I'm in the bleachers. I wear sneakers. She's right. cheer captain. Right, I'm stop. in this the is bleachers. Gayer by the moment.
3: <laughs> I <laughs> shut up. I have reached saturation
2: point. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love over. this story. Can you imagine this big, bur- burly football player is saying, I'm the prince, and you're the prince." I mean,
3: come on. Okay. My okay. God. How many tubs? How many tubs of ice cream is it going to take for you to get over it when they break up? You know what I've been doing the last about the last
2: week? I'm having a hot fudge Sunday every night. I've gained eight pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I, I am not making that up. And I'm I'm I'm, 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 I'm weeping a lot more too. <laughs> <laughs> <Eskrogen. laughs> You've Gotta watch Hallmark movies now. <laughs> well, I don't quite go that far. Uh, and now check this I think that's it's. I think it's. it's. It's a sweet love story. Now, check this out. The incident with Andy Reid, when Kelsey came up and screamed at him on the sideline and kind of shoved him or grabbed him and stuff like that. Well, a girl named Dr. uh, Jaquia Del Rosario, uh, who is a uh, relationship coach, says it had the uh, makings of trouble. His girlfriend, pop star Taylor Swift, should make note of what he did. Looking at the clip, this Dr. Girl says, we can't necessarily say he's a toxic partner, but... We can can say, we can say there are certain things we need to be concerned about. Uh, She said, said, it's a Super Bowl, emotions running high, but it did show how Kelsey handles conflict and that the writing is on the wall. This is something you take notice of in a relationship, something that's more emotionally mature, mature, someone you're able to handle yourself regardless of what the scenario is. So I'm glad they're giving him a pass, but if I'm Taylor... I'm making a note of, well, whoa, I'm sure she's already seen something like that, though. But like is not enough. If they, She says, oh, I'm, it's obvious the two like each other, but like is not enough, this girl doctor says. One of the things when you're in love and in a committed relationship, you might not like the person very much, but you need to be able to respect who they are and how they show up. I feel the outburst was a little over the top. I felt it was lacking respect. I understand it's a Super Bowl, but I'd be very careful. She says, Michael Jordan was, uh, I'd be fan Michael Jordan because he never handled himself like that. And Michael Jordan was really wonderful in and Sweden, and wonderful and sweet and fantastic. And then she says, uh, football's a violent sport. I think the tendency toward the rage and the violence can have some organic bases as well. He showed himself, she says, he showed his ugly undercarriage. And we all have those moments. It's those aspects about ourselves that we don't want on display because we're not proud of it. He just needs to do the work. If you don't like the way it works or the way it sounds just do the work he needs to work on how to control his anger and rage he needs to look at how does he show respect to others and how does he expect it back as well oh give me a freaking break all of a sudden now she's got to be worried about her boyfriend because he did that on the sidelines yes at the super bowl oh please if I could, I could count the number of times that I picked up a chair in my house, ready to throw it. Th- oh, sorry. No, never mind that. <laughs> Erase <several> that last part.
3: <laughs> no, that, that was I that.
1: Spent,
3: <laughs> Four or I, five I times, Max. Y- <laughs> Y2K, New Year's Eve. You know, the big one, 2000, yeah, yeah. 99 to 2000. Oh, oh hell's going to break loose. S- yeah, yeah. I spent it alone because I got uh, upset at a college football game and I kicked the ottoman.
2: Oh, and and, sh- and she left? because you kicked the ottoman i kicked the ottoman well <laughs> B- bobby ottoman or i mean the actual the ottoman
3: <laughs> the, the actual ottoman
2: <laughs> <laughs> well that's a heartbreaker anyway i just you know my guy the woman's never just know anything about kelsey travis kelsey this chick doctor all of a sudden diagnoses him from out of the blue i thought that was illegal Anyway, four o'clock. Here Neil Borch next with a kippered flounder. Here we go. Well,
0: $5 minimum balance required. Support for
6: extra 1063 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Everybody, if, you're kidding, you're body, if you can the front man,
1: shake body, it out man. It back to the side and she
2: can. can. Everybody in the house <laughs> Do the Bartman. I love it. it 403, look out, on, it's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete Davidson, Flounder, and our special guest coming up in a second. Along with The Simpsons, it was on this day in 1991. The Simpsons, number one in the British singles chart with Do the Bartman was written by Michael Jackson and Brian uh, Leonard, Laura, Laura Nander. I don't know. Uh, The Simpsons became the first cartoon characters to make number one since the Archies hit Sugar Sugar in 1969. Uh, Jackson was a massive fan of The Simpsons, Michael Jackson, and had called the producers one night offering to write Bart a number one single and do a guest spot on the show. And he wanted to hang around that little guy, I guess, for some reason. (laughs) Our birthday list includes Elizabeth Olsen, the actress, 35 Scarlet Witch in the MCU, I don't know what that is, and WandaVision. Uh. Yeah, she's Marvel. Marvel, oh, Marvel comic uh, you uh, Elizabeth Olsen, yeah, 35 today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And understand yeah. uh, understand history in uh, 1868 New York City. The Jolly Corks Organization changes its name from Jolly Corks because it sounded so silly, and instead decided to become Benevolent and Protective Order of Elks. <laughs> but you know, I'm, honestly, I was—I I forgot I was going to look this up. Why elks? I mean, why would they pick elks? And they Majestic have moose. Beasts. There are people, you know, Jackie Gleason had the order of the moose. Wasn't that the moose at the lodge? Grand oh,
1: Poobah.
2: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I can't believe it. All right, do we have our, our special guest on the phone here? Black. Oh, hey, here we go. 405. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, boy, it's Neil Bortz. Neil Bortz from Lord knows where. How are you, Neil, and what's going on? I was an elk you were an elk no kidding. <laughs> yeah Now know now my dad was you know did a Kiwanis Club and stuff like that and junior uh, business leaders and all that kind of stuff. but uh, I, and I've heard of the elks, but I don't know what they do. Uh, what is an elk and why did you be, uh, belong to them?
9: We do good things for the community.
2: Well, I, of course, but I mean, another. Do you have meetings to do? You have a special thing, or are you known for something? Well, I don't I'm, know what I'm
9: giving known. you the special Elk sign right now. <laughs> oh, the special. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I had one of those when I was at Phi Delta Theta. We had a, a little finger thing too, but I,
9: I can't I see. I was you, Gamma so. Delta Iota. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, but so. You just did the community projects and stuff, and you have meetings yeah, and, and it, drink beer and, and, the,
9: and the Elks Club. You know, if it was out yeah. on Memorial Drive, okay. Yeah, well, so the only thing you go out on (laughs) Memorial Drive for now in Atlanta is if you want to see, you know, how to dodge bullets and, you know, (laughs) drugs, but they had a fantastic swimming pool, but I got to tell you, uh, the elk wives are, well, they they look like. (laughs) female like the so Elks, what, do they? <laughs> yeah
2: what can i tell you <laughs> oh my, my mercy well i certainly have heard of them but i don't know uh anyway i'm just kind of curious by the way i wanted to uh, mention one thing when you were on with the uh, morning boys the other day I, I must have been this past tuesday morning and yeah. of course i listen to all the shows stuff like that and i and when you were talking about the name of a rather unusual name of somebody's dog uh you remember that well done, Rump Roach. Yeah, there you go. And, and, and I thought, well, I want, Now I, I knew that name, and I, and I had kind of a mental thing for a second, but as they were, they were listening, they had no idea what you were talking about. And then you said, and tell them who the dog belonged to, Neil.
9: Melvin Belli.
2: And they said, uh, who Melvin, is Melvin Belli? Belli. Never heard of Melvin Belli. And I got, oh, my God. These guys, <laughs> wow, there's the age break off right there. These guys are, what, 40, 35? Now, Flounder, have you ever heard your 40s, early 40s? Have you ever heard of Melvin Belli? Not until you guys started talking about it a minute ago. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Now, Pete, you know Melvin Belli, obviously, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, and of course, and Neil and I, of course, you know, we're all farts. But uh, Melvin Belli, my God, uh, he—I mean, he t- took care of uh, uh, Jack Ruby, Jacques Gabor, Errol Flynn, The Rolling Stones. Uh, he yeah. sued the Navy for tailhook scandal. He, he took on Dow Corning for breast implants. So he was the the king of torts, very flamboyant. And uh, in fact, one story, Neil, I know, I'm sure you know about this. And I, the more, I can't believe the morning guys had never heard of him, and I know they do now because he, it was just a major force. One, one of his early trials where he got his nickname and got his uh, reputation, he had a, cl- a girl who lost a leg in, uh, being run over by a train. And so he, the girl's in court, and so Melvin Belli goes up to the jury holding her artificial leg in his hand, goes up to the jury box and says, ladies and gentlemen, my client... This lovely young girl is going to have to wear this for the rest of her. Oh, oh, sorry. And he drops it into the lap of one of the jurors. Oh. <laughs> the leg. He drops her leg into the lap of one of the jurors. They came back in about 15 minutes with everything she wanted. <laughs>
9: so- <laughs> well, I, I remember uh, one of his best lines uh, was uh, he was, uh, well, I don't think it was in a trial okay but well he was very uh, he, he was, was on
2: the TV all over the place very very oh, popular I mean, guest was, oh yeah he was he, everywhere he
9: was making a speech yeah yeah and uh, some doctors uh, were giving him a hard time over uh, medical malpractice and this and that and the other thing and he said, look let me tell you something you guys are physicians you're doctors I'm an attorney He said, when my ancestors in my profession, we're writing the declaration of independence and the constitution of the united states your predecessors were putting leeches on people's asses <laughs> <laughs> And and that that shut them yeah. down good. Yeah. Right bite,
2: bite on this leather strap and we'll take that appendix out for you. So <laughs> yeah. yeah.
9: And and uh, this listen, this Donald Trump thing now Oh my god. Have, have you heard the latest not, today's court ruling? Have you heard the yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not a I'm not a Donald Trump fan. Uh, I yeah. I think he's a he's a yeah. egotistic narcissist and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, I was a real estate attorney for a long time. Yeah. Uh, to me, it was a long time. <laughs> Three days would have been a long time. But who in the hell hasn't inflated the value of their real estate while they're applying for a loan? Who yeah, hasn't I, I done that? Well, And you know what? That's why lenders... Hire appraisers.
2: Yeah, because you get several appraisers to find the one you like, who comes up with the best figure. I mean, the yeah. duh, my god! And but the thing that killed me, you know, the, the, this idiot judge wasn't he? Isn't he the freak, former hippie freak cab driver? Isn't that that? Isn't that what he, what, no, he was? No, that's doing-
9: Maduro. Okay, in Venezuela. Well,
2: uh, oh, that's well. This guy's is a uh, hold, anyway. Uh, but they, you know, uh, Trump's property's worth like three hundred million dollars, and the judge said it was worth nine million or so. I mean, it was just outrageous what the way how we
9: convicted him I, at the I beginning. Know. Jeez. And every, you know, every, if everybody out there who owns real estate that has ever to anybody inflated the value of that real estate if they turn themselves in right now, there <laughs> right. wouldn't be enough jail space. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's amazing. And then, of course, he says he can't do business for three years, and his son, both sons, I guess, for a couple of years or something. Or I guess he can't. I can't run a business. I'm not sure how... Well, it's legally phrased, but... Uh, and, and by the way, Neil, what do you think about this? So a few minutes ago, I, if I were Donald Trump, I swear to God above I would do this. I swear to you, dear Lord, please put this this thing into his brain. If I were Donald Trump... I don't
9: talk to him. If
2: I were... Do- well, I'm an ordained minister, so is Pete Davis, so you know, I'm the most yeah. dangerous minister in America, true. But here's what I would do. I would say, okay, ladies and gentlemen of New York City, guess what? Every property I have... Is now a homeless shelter and a tranny shelter and a illegal immigrant <laughs> shelter. <laughs> and, that would be great. And a runaway shelter and open it up and honest to God, just say here, honest. Oh my God, can you imagine what would happen? Uh, Trump Tower all of a sudden is nothing but trannies and homeless and transvestites and, and uh, oh, oh my God, the drug addicts.
9: There <laughs> oh, are. God. There are few things over which I have no control that I have enjoyed quite as much in recent years as New York getting kicked in the nads. No, I know for their moral exhibitionist sanctuary city, yeah. Bravo Sierra. Yep, yeah. and boy are they're taking it in the oh, but we're a sanctuary city. We won't. We won't. We won't work with. Federal law enforcement on illegal immigrants. Okay, well, here's your illegal immigrants. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Uh, have have fun. Uh, I I love New York going through that.
2: And it's now almost every day there's something too. Uh, And by the way, they just had the kids, uh, you know, these uh, illegal scumbags who are kicking the cops in the face, Uh, and one of them is now out on, on a $1 bail. $1 $1 bail. Uh, a couple of others got high. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. And, and what kills me about this whole Sanctuary City thing is that they did it deliberately to call us racists. They said, oh, you Republicans don't want these little brown people coming in here, so we'll show you how America should be. We'll say, welcome, everybody. Come on in. We'll take care of you to show you racist white supremacist Republicans uh, should be ashamed of yourselves. So they did yeah, it, to it to try yeah. to shame us, and now they're suffering for it because they got exactly what they wanted, even though they didn't really want it. They just sounded good. They said, we want to sound, we want Boy, this is a great policy. We'll take everybody. And, of course, it's backfiring because, they just, because they're a bunch of phonies. They just wanted to attack us on a race basis. Just like, just like Fatty uh, Black Mamba. Man, oh, did you watch that trial yesterday? Did you see any of her testimony yesterday, by
9: the way? Uh, I did a little bit of it. But, you know, when she first took office, she made some speeches and said some things that I thought were, that were right on uh, about, about crime, yeah. recidivism. Uh, And the people of Atlanta don't want to put up with this anymore. And I'm going to make sure they don't have to and blah, blah, blah. Uh, But then uh, all of a sudden, she uh, just loved the publicity of being somebody that was prosecuting Donald Trump. Yeah. And but, you know, and then I don't know if I've got the facts wrong. It it looks like she hired her boyfriend. to. Hey, listen, I I got this deal for you. I got this deal. Uh, I'm going to make you special prosecutor on this trump thing i can pay you unbelievable we're going to use some of it to do have some fun make some trips and everything uh but uh, this this is going to be great for both of us well there's testimony
2: that she was lying about when it started but plus the the, the uh, duplicity of these people weeble, wibbling and wobbling on the stand when they said well when did your romance start He said well we were friends you know, uh, the romance is not really the same as having a friend and, you know, when did it end? Well, a man thinks it ends after he have sex, but I thought it ended after we stopped talking. I mean, you know, Mrs. Lund, just just, you know, just mamby pambian on the stand all over the place. And the business well, about I'd, cash. Oh, my God.
9: <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to have her on the stand and say, OK, tell me, Miss Wells, as close as you can. Uh, the date upon which you two first made the beast with two backs. Well, uh, I, I was I, I was astounded. Somebody explained to Kimber what the beast. Uh, with uh, two no, no, that, 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 no, no, no,
2: that uh, that black ram oh, no, no, is tupping your white you How about that, Mister Smarty Pants? That's the actual quote from the Shakespeare. That black ram is tupping your white U, ewe. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> the beast Boy. of two
9: backs, indeed. I'm glad Trump has never heard that line before. <laughs>
2: uh yeah by the by the way neil now let me ask you this now there must maybe there's a legal reason you can help me out on this yesterday in the trial the uh this this big blonde uh, attorney uh, miss merchant from for the uh, uh defendant uh miss merchant got her on the stand uh, uh fanny uh the black mom and said uh, you were, uh, the Black Mamba said, uh, you implied that I was having sex when I met uh, Mr. Wade at this conference in Denver or whatever it was in uh, June of whatever it was. And, and Fanny said, I did that, but that's not true. That was a lie. I did not, we did not have any uh, relations of any kind. He was my boss, and we had a meeting, and that was all. We did not have sex. Why didn't she say, oh, well, you didn't have sex then. When was the first time you had sex? I know. I know. Why didn't she ask that? Well, because of attorneys... a you know, foundation or something. I mean, what's, what's the possible reason? I mean, I, I myself, I'm going, oh, my God. Say, well, gee, then when was the first day? I, I'm sorry. I got that wrong. When was the first day? Correct
9: me. And attorneys... she would have had to answer. Attorneys try never to ask a question they don't already know the answer. I know, to. but still, that the, the whole point—they're trying to find when she had sex the
2: first time. So you want to you want her to to commit perjury because they all have other witnesses, including when this guy uh, showed up today, saying that they were having sex in twenty uh, before twenty twenty one. So therefore, if you get her to commit perjury, you got her. So you should have if asked you, the direct if you, question.
9: If you, keep, <laughs> if you keep talking about those two having sex, I'm going to go throw up. So please. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now, now, big Mom. I'll give, you, I, I'll give you an example of how an attorney can mess up a perfectly great cross examination. Okay. Uh you know, it was a case of mayhem. Uh in uh, mayhem is well, that's biting off somebody's body part, like an ear. Uh, is that the actual phrase for it? Yeah. I, I, yeah, my, I thought mayhem Tyson, was like a riot
2: and stuff. I had no idea no. That mayhem was an actual... Oh, I'll be well, damned. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, uh, so Mike
9: Tyson committed mayhem about against Evander yeah, Holyfield. I'll be darned. So anyway, the attorney's questioning uh, a witness in the case, mm-hmm. the defense attorney. Did you see my clients actually bite off the plaintiff's ear? And the answer, well, no. <laughs> the attorney should have walked away. Mm-hmm. He didn't he uh, said well then how come you testified that he bit off uh you know yeah well i saw him spit it out <laughs> therefore <laughs> so no the no yeah, the answer to the questions you asked uh, 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 that might have been uh, one of the things that was going on in that I, I don't get mind?
2: that was so I mean, it was so obvious. And I thought, well, there must be some kind of lack of foundation or she could have said, I don't remember. And then it would have spoiled it for later. Or something there must have been some reason because she's a lot smarter than I'll ever be. And I mean, I was watching her. She a She was really impressive and a shark. Uh, but so there must have been a reason. But I don't know what it is. I couldn't imagine why she didn't say, well, geez, when was the first day?
9: Uh, correct. me. Well, I, I didn't see that part. But if she if she had good, solid proof that this had happened. Uh, what before a certain before, date? Well, yeah. Then ask the, After she ask the question. Them. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, and then and then nail them later. But if if yeah. you have the least bit of doubt, yeah, uh, don't give them an opportunity Lord. to yeah. really you know embarrass you. There,
2: she must have been afraid that that, that uh, the black mambo would say, "I don't remember," and, and let it oh. go. And you know, I don't know. I don't get it.
9: Speaking of that, yes, uh, here is the classic: "Don't let the doorknob hit you." <laughs> okay, story. <laughs> what do you think it is? Um.
2: Let's see. Well, God, there's so many politically, I don't know. (laughs) Blacks
9: it. Oh, oh, really? What's up? Black Americans are, the the Drudge headline says, Black Americans are so sick of racism, like (laughs) we're not tired of anything. (laughs) Uh, They're so sick of a race, they're they're trying to go back or, or go to Africa. It's not back. They've never been there. Uh, but they're trying to go to Africa and make a new life there, and some of them, some of them are apparently quite successful at it. Uh, there was a story about one, one lady that has a bunny rabbit farm, but for what I don't know. Uh, but that is classic. Well, don't let the doorknob hit you on the way
2: out. You know, I just, I don't know what the hell's going on here. This the thing, there's, this division and racism and this this is a, a season a political season for the last seven or eight years that this country has never seen and I, I wish I'd be alive in a hundred years to see how historians would look back and say oh my god can you believe what they're doing in the 2020s
9: well you you'll be able to see <laughs> Yeah, somewhere <laughs> I can <Yeah>. look up <laughs> no, well, yeah. you'll be you'll be able to see but listen here I I want you to <clears throat> put on your I want you to cogitate on something (laughs) for a while, not necessarily today, but just cogitate on it. I'll cogitate. And that is try to develop in your mind a difference between racism and culturalism. Well,
2: I, 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 I agree with you. I, I know that. Th- I, I, I think I know what exactly we're talking about. You tell me, and I'll, I'll tell you whether yeah, I... Yeah, well, I... That,
9: is, that is culturalism is a belief that some cultures are just inherently superior to others. And I'll tell you what. White suburban culture is inherently superior to black urban culture, period. It has nothing to do with the race. It is culture. So, you know, people call you racist, say, no, no, I'm not a racist. Actually, I'm a culturalist. And then uh, have them uh, sit and just stare at you with their mouth (laughs) aching open, trying to figure out what you've just said. And, of course, most of the ones that throw the racism word around will never be able to understand what you're saying anyway. Well,
2: that's because you're going to be called a racist no matter what. Anytime you say better than instead of different from, you're going to be called a racist, even even though the facts may be that. Hell, these two kids in Kansas City, apparently two young black Gangbangers willing to mow down a crowd of, and a million people just firing blatantly. I mean, just at, at anybody and everybody, children, moms, they don't care. I mean, you know, talk about, my God, not being raised by a community or even a, a family. Good Lord. And, they, you so know, as it, they had been white MAGA hat wearing, uh, you know, prep school kids, this would have been a whole different session of media coverage. I can tell you that right now.
9: Well, I'm, I need some uh, education here. Has it been determined that the shooters were black? I saw their picture.
2: And it's a black kid looking like he's a black kid. I don't know the age. They're both teenagers. Imagine my shock.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) And what kills me, Neil, the the reporters and the police chief are still saying, well, this was not a a terrorism event. It was a dispute that uh, led to the shooting. Oh, well, obviously. I mean, I still doesn't tell. Was it a gang thing? Was it an initiation thing? Was it, you know, a girlfriend thing? Was it one gang against another? I mean, I mean, somebody saw the colors and he shot the wrong colors of the gang. Slow. I mean, I, you know, come on, let's out with it. But since it's two young black kids, are not saying anything. Uh, anyway, I, I, I don't know. I just think it's. By the you know, way, do you play golf? Yeah. I uh, used to. I haven't played no ice. held one of the time. I played with you, I think, nine holes one time. Uh, God, it must have been so long ago, I can't remember. Out uh, at that really tough course with a lot of hills and teeny uh, greens, fast greens. Um, I used to play, and I started hitting balls last spring, and then uh, bad weather came, and I haven't hit a ball in months. But I want to go back. I'm going to break my age. Uh, sometime this well, year, uh,
9: I'm going to uh, break my uh, age. Apparently, there is some deal going on out there where you can enter a contest and winner a round of golf a golf with Paige Spironek. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's oh, that hot.
2: You know, that would I, I, she's a little too showy for me. She's she's kind of asking for it, you know. She's well, what is a... she
9: showing that you don't
2: like? <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, my God, I'd just be Google, Google, Googling all day long and, you know, looking at her legs and, you know, just, you know, I, I don't know. It'd be, <laughs> but it be fun. I love playing golf with girls. In fact, there were uh, there were times where I played with uh, guys' girlfriends who were really good golfers, and it was fun. I, w- I wish I'd married a golfer. I wish I, if I was married to a woman who played golf, I'd still be married. I'll bet you.
9: That's what it would take.
2: Yep. Really? That's what it would take. <laughs> wow. Hey, by the way, I, 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 I challenged you last time we spoke to uh, find out exactly what your wife. Uh, said about uh, what was reason She called Hillary a bitch after that meeting she had. That she's never told you. And I said, you got to tell her what happened with Hillary. Why? Well, I, I asked.
9: I, she she was she heard me say that to you, and it, it was made very clear to me in very very. Uh, uh, forceful language Colorful, yes. that I am not going to tell anybody.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to she... offend. She must be but, obeyed.
9: <laughs> but all all I can tell you is that I'm propped up in in bed watching TV. The door opens and all I see is this purse flying across the room <laughs> into the into into the blinds on the window after, at the hotel after yeah. a meeting with Hillary and <laughs> that and that word that bitch. <laughs> But uh, that 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 was one of the most something happened at that particular Renaissance uh, weekend on Hilton Head. Uh, and and that was uh, treated to the sight of Hillary Clinton, <laughs> in a in a bathing suit, oh my God. reading a book by the pool. Oh no, God! Nobody, nobody, no. no. We Let's just leave that alone. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Here, have a towel. Have a couple. <laughs> have eight or nine. Uh, by the way, how are you doing? You 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 said you had like a are you sick or a, a little bug or you had oh, like I a just, voice thing yesterday?
9: You my, right? my you know I don't. Uh, my voice is a little week, That's all. Oh, Just a little out. week. I'm old, for goodness' sake. <laughs> ah, tell,
2: tell, uh, <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> it's like we had played a comedian the other day. We were making fun of him because the guy said, you know, you get to a certain age, and all of a sudden you wake up. He said, "Oh my God, did I work out in my sleep last night? I heard all over." You know, <laughs>
9: <laughs> you know. But you were, we're still, we're still at it. I mean, we're we're busy yeah. planning our, uh, planning our. Travels in the Borts bus over the summer. In fact, just before talking to you, I nailed down two weeks at Blue Water Key, in uh, in the uh, in the Keys. Oh, really? At the fourteen point five mile marker.
2: I don't. I've been to uh, Key West. I've been to Key Largo. I've been to a uh, couple. Um, I guess I've been, to, I've been to. I guess two of the spots for a little while. But I, I don't well, know I'll, the, I'll, that one. This
9: is this is so easy. It's the Blue Water Key resort and uh uh it's it's just amazing and relaxing and yeah. on on the beach and all of that kind yeah. of stuff i so, must be
2: in retired i'll tell you what yes
9: yeah so we're <laughs> yeah so let's see uh, among the places we're gonna hit uh aren't you is, going to alaska uh, did i hear you say that uh, once no no we're going to quebec city okay maybe that was it we'll be in quebec city the oregon coast uh, Estes oh, nice. Park, the Rocky Mountains, Estes Park, it's beautiful uh, West Yellowstone, and uh, all all of these places. Uh, probably Tucson, so we can spend some time. Uh, we just love getting in that bus <laughs> over the uh, over the summer yeah, and just traveling that. just. Boy, do we burn some diesel fuel.
2: I'll bet you do. My kid, my daughter Sarah and her husband and family do, get, do all the national parks. Every summer they go to at least two national parks. They've probably even oh, we, 10 or 12 of them already.
9: You know, we love them. And then maybe the best state park in the nation that we've ever run into mm-hmm. is called Custer State Park. Very near Mount Rushmore. Uh, from the but,
2: uh, battle fight, the
9: battle uh, scene, of Clusters Last Stand and Park, or I, I I guess, hmm. yeah. Uh, but you were guaranteed when you drive the loop through that state park, the first part of the loop, the burros will come up and beg, <laughs> uh, beg food from your window, and the second part of the loop, it's buffaloes, no kidding, all, or bison, it. whatever, all yeah. over the place. They're so thick yeah, there wow. and their effluent is so thick you will have buffalo dung stuck in your wheel your your Real, wheel wells uh, wow. for ages <laughs> after that so uh, you know lord if i ever committed a crime well we found buffalo dung. In the, in the wheel. I wasn't here that week. Where has we this guy dung? been?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, saw, I actually saw a couple of roundups once in uh, in the Dakotas and Montana and Wyoming, and I saw a wild buffalo once on a drive. And man, there's nothing like it. You know, it's it's a shame that you have. You, um, most people will never ever see not only a wild buffalo, but a buffalo in the wild, uh, so or wild horses and stuff.
9: It's just it's a shame. Well, you yeah. know, people get really stupid around buffalo. Yeah, they're dangerous. They are horribly dangerous. Yeah, they're just they're and, st- stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, okay. Uh, did you hear about the Delta flight that they had to turn around? Yes. Oh, my God. With the fish? <laughs> yes. Oh. And tell them
2: what fell out of the fish. Look, some guys overhead <laughs> had brought fish on the plane, and the overhead yeah. compartment emptied. And what was in there, Neil?
9: Well the fish was rotting so a bunch of maggots fell out of the About a
2: thousand maggots dumping on the seat in the passenger. Oh God.
9: (laughs) Excuse me, (laughs) Stewardess, could I have another seat, (laughs) please?
2: Brutal. Oh mercy, Shaojie! Oh, I can't. Boy. There's our traveling music. I can't believe that uh, it's been a half hour. We're gone. Uh, well, listen. Uh, well, call uh, more often or something. N- I guess. No, D,
9: D squared has a button. Okay. Well, there you go. I and, guess and he's listening. It. And when I cease to be halfway interesting, he pushes that button <laughs> and the music starts. I'm playing. sure
2: it's all on me. I trust me. It's all on me. You're not reacting <laughs> right to Neil. Damn it! I'll shut up and let him talk. I'll get a memo in the freaking morning. <laughs> on Saturday he's gonna call me on Saturday. Give me a bunch of crap. <laughs> You don't read those, do you? No, I throw them away. <laughs> I, don't even have, I don't even know where my email is for the company. <laughs> hey,
9: Neil Barts I, I have i have an email address, but I don't know how to get into well, it. Well, there you so go. So it's been going for a year, and I've never looked
2: at it. <laughs> Neil Bortz, be careful out there. Uh, special high and hug to the missus. Happy Valentine's Day late, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Be careful, Neil. Uh, great have to be with cr- you. Have a great weekend. Thanks, man. 430 for the Kimber Pete, and Flounder. 36 Kimmer Pete and Flounder on you, Friday. With the jam. Big hit number one single in
1: 1982.
2: <laughs> a town called Malice and Precious. That was the Jams number one hit in British chart. Their third number one spent three weeks. At the top, the jam
1: nineteen eighty-two.
2: No, I don't know them at all. Were they a hit in America? Was this pretty much a British thing here?
4: About uh, more British success. The yeah. main guy in there was a guy named Paul
2: Weller. Uh, I know, well, I, I'll probably know Paul Weller, the actor. Didn't he play that uh, half uh, machine uh, comp guy? No. Isn't that Paul Weller?
3: No, you're thinking of Peter Weller.
2: Ah, Peter, Peter. Weller. Peter and Paul. <laughs> Peter, Paul, and Weller. Robocop. Uh, Robocop. <clears throat> <clears throat> there you go. 437. Uh, wrong so again. again so, so <laughs> missed <close>. it. Fine. <laughs> oh, my God. My, my. Uh, Marashala <laughs> Ali is 50 years old today. He won an Oscar for both Moonlight and Green Book. He'll be playing Blade in the upcoming MCU remake. Now, hold on a second. I don't know his name. I don't know the movie Moonlight, and I don't know the movie Green Book. He won an Oscar for two movies I've
3: never you heard of him. and him. If uh, you got... saw him, you know who he is. He's okay. a black actor. He's a very, He's been in a lot of stuff.
2: Okay, okay. But I, I don't know Moonlight and Green Book. There was an, a, a movie big enough called Green Book that he won an Oscar for it. Never heard of it. You ever heard of Green Book? Anyway, well, good for him. I mean, yeah. you know, he's there, and I'm sitting here. Um, and uh, did I do a history thing? I don't think I did a history thing. Oh, yes, I do. I have one right here. I, I got to get to my phone because I have several sources here. Here we go. Uh, was on this day. Uh, oh, hold on. I got a froggy. Froggy. Sorry. Here it is. Hold on. I'm, I'm almost ready. I swear to God. I swear to God. Uh, in 1989, investigators Lockerbie, Scotland came up with the conclusion a Semtex bomb and an electronic timer hidden inside a Toshiba radio cassette player in a case in the cargo hold is what brought down Pan Am Flight 103 the previous December, killing all 259 people aboard and 11 on the ground. Against FAA rules insisting the checked baggage of any passenger who failed to board be removed from the aircraft's hold, they found that the case had contained the bomb was unaccompanied bag that had been routed onto the PA 103, Pan Am Flight 103, by their interline baggage system. From uh, Luca Airport, Air Malta to Frankfurt, and then by a feeder flight to Heathrow. So it was an unaccompanied piece of baggage and a Toshiba radio cassette player with a bomb. Went through three different countries at least and brought down Pan Am Flight 103. Good Lord. Well, I guess we've learned we a few got an things since then. a question. What's that? What question and what answer?
3: We have an answer. You asked, "Can a civil suit be oh, yeah. appealed?" yeah. Well, oh, we Gwendolyn got says if the parties here. involved in a civil ca- if the parties involved in a civil case do not agree in advance that the decision of the court will be final, the outcome of the civil case may be appealed. An appeal is a written petition to a higher court to modify or reverse a decision. It begins with the loser of a trial. Filed a notice of appeal. That's yeah, but to where? To my,
2: my question was, what court? What kind of court handles? Uh, is there a, a civilian appeals court? I, I don't. I mean, is there a state appeals court for civilian? A higher court. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I, that's my question was what what court? I, I don't know whether the same criminal court system handles appeal cases for civil cases. That's all. I, I, that's no big deal. You know, I assume he's going to appeal. and fifty million dollar fine. My God. Uh, three four four forty four forty here with the Kimmer, Pete and Flounder. And coming up, well, you're going to hear President Stupid.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
2: What did I flounder? What did I forget? A little funny here. Sorry. <laughs>
8: I, uh, I live in Los Angeles, California, and uh, every new idea that comes out of there, they adopt it immediately. And I'm a little more conservative. Like the new one is any man that says they're a woman, immediately you must address him as a woman. And I'm progressive, I'm like, all right, but they should have to pass a test first. Because women have skills men don't have. You can't just say, I'm a woman. Do something a woman could do, then I'll believe you, right? Can you break into my iPhone in the time I go to the bathroom and come back to the dinner table? <laughs> Just something basic. Can you be totally starving but have no idea what you want to eat? Some you know? I mean, of you know what I'm talking about. Can you turn a compliment into an argument? That's what I want to know yes. It's like, babe, you look beautiful tonight, so I didn't look beautiful last night?
2: No, we're talking. I think I know that guy. You I think I was married good. to that
8: girl. You look so photogenic, so I don't look beautiful in real life?
2: <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like the, girl, the girl on death row. Death row and her execution date is in about three hours. And the guy, the, uh, the chaplain and the, uh, the warden walk in, and they say, well, it's time. What do you want for your last meal? She says... I don't know. What do you want? (laughs) 442. Uh, can't repeat and flounder. I, get, I can't believe this story is not all over every place. Substack, the two guys who write for Substack, that uh, that uh, it's a uh, website and it's an entity. And they have, they were the same guys who got the whistleblower story concerning the Biden crime family and all the connections for the millions of dollars and the uh, hidden money and the offshore accounts and so forth and a hunter laptop and all this stuff. They're the ones who broke that and got whistleblowers to come forward while well, they're at it again. Just the other day, we talked about how they did the story, and there's a 10-inch file someplace, and we think that Donald Trump may have even have copies of it. It's gone. We think the FBI took it because it shows that under Brennan, at the CIA, under Barack Hussein Putty he went to our aid, our countries like Canada and Australia, and uh, uh, like three total, five countries total, they're called the five, and he went to them and said, hey, we want you to start investigating these 26 friends of Donald Trump. And when, they, when the other agencies around the world started investigating, at our, our CIA's request, the friends of Donald Trump, and then, and then they went to the FBI and said, hey, by the way, uh, these guys are being investigated by foreign sources as though they're in cahoots with Donald Trump and Russian agents and so forth. And that led to the FBI being able to investigate Donald Trump. And that led to the Democrats saying that the FBI is investigating Donald Trump as a Russian agent. It was all a setup using foreign countries. One. Two, guess what? The Russians did not fear Hillary Rodham P. Stinky Fart Cabbage becoming president. It was a relationship they were much more comfortable with than with Donald Trump. Everything was a lie that the Russians feared Hillary. The Trump-Russia scandal made its formal launch in January 2017 when the director of national intelligence, James Clapper, published what's called an Intelligence Community Assessment, an ICA. It's universally known in Washington. Releasing of dominated headlines fixed Donald Trump in the minds of millions of Americans as a Manchurian candidate controlled by Vladimir Putin offending his incoming administration. The report declared that Russia and Putin interfered in the election to denigrate Hillary Rodham pay sticky fart cabbage and harm her electability thanks to their clear preference for President-elect Donald Trump. Brennan was at the CIA. All that stuff was a lie. It was exactly the opposite, and it allowed them to help set up Donald Trump in the eyes of most Americans as some kind of a secret Russian stooge or plant or agent. And that's two examples of using foreign sources and fake evidence by the CIA, the director of national intelligence, and the federal Gestapo of investigation against our own country and against a sitting president, and it allowed them to wiretap American citizens. Remember the case of Papadopoulos? That guy was just talking in a bar. His life was ruined. Trump supporter. Because of this. And again, that's a story on Substack, and no, one else, no one's reporting it. We are. Substack and we, and that's it. A, a scandal like that—that's—that's that's so much worse than anything this country's ever gone through. Teapot Dome, please—you're killing me. You know, <laughs> you know fear. Uh, you know the uh, New York—all uh, those scandals in New York City. Back, no, please, Watergate, please. This is—that's nothing. Uh, Four forty-five. Uh, coming back, President Stupid. Wait to hear this—he's done it again. Um, also, uh, some sad news about Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys and an actress who tried to help the cause of cancer information. And boy, did that backfire. Uh, it's quarter five. Kimber, Pete, and Flounder here on 106.3. Do
5: you
7: believe in love love?
2: <laughs> oh, I hate what they did to that musical electronic thing. that but like she goes, eh, uh, eh, uh, coming up. Share.
8: Really
1: no.
2: Yeah, I guess it's coming up later. It's a share.
1: 1975.
2: Share really started her own weekly hour musical comedy show on CBS. Used to co-do it with Sonny and Cher with her former husband. Now her new show featured a female every week. Wasn't? It? Yeah, that's it. Put
7: elect-
2: yeah and what the hell what what is that mean come on
4: I don't know It was a thing for a while because other yeah. pop stars did it Justin yeah. Bieber did it it's like when a they thing uh, for a minute all
2: the rap stars do it yeah because their
1: voice sucks
2: well I don't like it <laughs> anyway I wonder if the, I wonder if she could still do her Gypsy's th- 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 thieves song again these days Gypsy tramps. And yeah, you thieves. can't even say gypsy, let alone tramp. <laughs> anyway, Uh <laughs> Kimmer, tramp. Pete and Flounder, how's it going? Four uh, Four fifty-three. Uh, let's see a couple updates on things coming up here shortly. Oh, in fact, I'm a stinking. Yeah, my pad just goes from dark again every time I try to. Okay, sorry. Our birthday list includes uh, somebody I don't have in front of me. Uh, on this day in history, uh, some sad news. On this day, 2013, Angelina Jolie had a preventative double mastectomy. After learning she genetically had a very high risk of breast cancer, so she had him taken off. And uh, God bless her. A Tough decision there. 4 o'clock hour. It's 4.54. Uh, sponsored by our buddies at Atlanta Safe House. You need to save. You may not know it. Put your Social Security card in there and stuff you want to save. Protect your assets. They have a showroom in Ackworth. Check them out. AtlantaSafeHouse.com. Uh, now, let's see. feet and Flounder. 404-741-1230. 741-1230. Uh, President's stupid face has done it again. Yeah, another mental episode as he starts rambling about Donald Trump and Russia. Uh, He sounded like he was ready to fall asleep. He had what appeared to be a mental lapse. Uh, as he took to the microphone, and and again, th- this is a guy, just like he did when he did the fake bow that they uh, brought up his dead son, Bo, in his interview. And they didn't bring it up. He brought it up. But he, he was realizing he made such a fool of himself the night before, uh, I, I, mean, I mean, when they released the report, that he got to the microphone, and he wanted the people to feel sorry for him, so he pretended that they tried to shame him by talking about his dead son. It never happened. He's the one who brought up the dead son. The guy never asked him about it. The guy never said, what year did your son die? Never happened. So Biden, in his own mental uh, mess of a head, said, you know what? I think I'll get people to feel sorry for me by complaining that they brought it up to make me feel bad. I mean, it was all in it. He made it up. It's like this whole crap with corn pop and everything else he's ever said. This is unfreaking believable. He was well, here a bad we dude. Yeah, he's a tough guy. Come back with that chain, corn pop. I'll take your head off. <laughs> I, and again, you know, I once again, I will challenge the President of the United States, Joe Biden, to a fight. Uh, just man on man, just him and me, no weapons, uh, uh, bare fisted. We'll wear a t shirt and, and running shorts, and that's it. A uh, man on man, one on one fight. Until one of us says, mommy, mommy, mommy. After he wakes up, he can say it, and I'll let him until he wakes up. I wouldn't do anything after, until he, you know, comes to. But I'm challenging him to a fight—fist fight, Fist fight uh, kick fight, whatever you want. You've got anything you want. man on man, and that's it. Fair fight, no no disadvantages. Hell, I'm—you know—I I've, I've made him. I've had cancer and a heart attack. I'm almost his age. I'm wearing a damn pacemaker. We'll put it on you. Put it on. Thumb uh, wrestle. Yeah, th- well, we could do. I'll do a thumb wrestle, arm wrestle, or a, a kickbox, or anything he wants. And by the way, so he's at the podium. Check this out. In his head, he must have thought, I, I mean, it'll backfire. First of all, let's play it. And this is unedited. This is what happened. And then I'll explain what I think he was doing in his own mind afterwards.
5: All of us should reject the dangerous statements made by the previous president that invited Russia to invade our NATO allies if they weren't paying up. He said if an ally did not pay their dues, he'd encourage Russia to, quote, do whatever the hell they want. I guess I should clear my mind here a little bit and not say what I'm really thinking. Uh, Okay.
2: He, He obviously was trying to play tough guy again. And remember, whenever he gets caught on something, he starts yelling. And you know, how dare they bring up my dead son, okay. It was all in his head. But when he when he gets upset, he starts yelling. And what he did here, he was trying to play the tough guy by saying, I'm so angry, I'm so angry, I'm afraid of what I'm gonna say, so I'll pause here for the dramatic effect. But he paused too long and made it look like he fell asleep. I mean, I mean, look what was he doing? I mean, what I mean, my God, if that's not more evidence. Again, in his mind, he was making up a scenario, and I guarantee you he said. I mean, you know, I says, boy, if I, you know, like two seconds would have done it, three seconds might have done it, but he just, you know, he didn't know what he was doing. He over, he overdid it because he doesn't know any better. He's not conscious of of, of actually what he's doing. Oh my God! I mean, I, I, I just. <laughs> Oh, by the way, Pete just found this on, on, I guess, on Twitter or X. This is hysterical. It's 458. Uh, If you look this up, it says, um, this is what, what, what the hell was the headline of it? Oh, crap, now I can't find it. Uh, hold on. Oh, this is what happens when you show up a year late to a disaster. And it's the video of President Stupidface showing up in in uh, Palestine, Ohio, after the train wreck more than a year ago. And he finally shows up, and all you see is all the signs saying "Maga Country, Go Home, We Hate You, uh, Don't Sniff Me." Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> keep moving. Uh, I'm trying to read another kind of small print. Um, resident, not. Uh, what the hell? Oh, uh, resident, not president. <laughs> uh, let's see. There's a whole bunch of signs, people yelling and screaming at him. in MAGA country, and uh, because he showed up, a, you know, a year late. And all these signs, you know, uh, don't sniff me. I mean, it's just hysterical. I mean, everything he does is, is, is for the wrong reasons and the wrong way, and it just makes it worse. His staff must be going nuts. But why now? Why in the w- And, of course, the podium princess, Shirley Temple, actually said, it was either yesterday or last night, might have been this morning, and she said, well, it's because we care about what's happening, and this is the perfect time to see how we can help them continue to improve. Their- and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll take the uh, publicity off of something else. Where he's going to show how you he can help the people. Oh my God. Holy crap, the sports is coming up. Five o'clock with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. Left shoulder, right up leg, the Onion Dog, target!
1: Huh, <laughs> <laughs> air, really
2: <laughs> <Road guards> out, air, <laughs> 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 and look out it's only me lock and load it's only the camera with pete davis and flounder 503 on 1063 happy freaking friday Uh, good to have you aboard here's a phone number 404-741-1230 741-1230 and we got all the top news stuff we'll get to that holy crap it sports coming up shortly and uh flounders funnies and the latest on the news just a quick update on a couple of things the star witness in the uh, Fannie Black Mamba <laughs> a trial like going on now. She didn't take the stand again. I was very disappointed. I was looking forward to having a whole another afternoon of watching her yep. take the stand. Oh my God! I mean, and the reaction last night when I got home. the world is yeah. looking at Atlanta, Georgia, and this woman. Yeah.
3: This is how the New York Times described it. Uh, The defense lawyers will likely crowd again today onto one side of the packed courtroom. They are, in aggregate, a sea of boxy wool suits and white male faces. With Ms. Merchant, a white woman, a stark exception, the contrast with Ms. Willis in glowing magenta could not be more glaring. (laughs)
2: By, by the way, I, I, she had her dress on backwards. I swear. You know, they're, she they're denying. Oh, it was a different dress. I think she had it on. No, who among us. Well, well, she was probably just dressing very quickly. Maybe she had a meeting with uh, with Play Daddy. I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Wade uh, and the Black Mamba with Play Daddy. I think that was a little the Black Mamba. Oh my God! So maybe she just had to dress a little more quickly than normal. And what?
3: Uh, Cheryl Atkinson says it's gonna. Kind of be interesting to see whether at trial the judge allows trump and giuliani to approach the stand without being invited repeatedly call prosecutors liars make long statements about things not asked and direct their own questioning
2: yeah like she did on the stand i mean i can't imagine I, and that judge kept warning her but he was i mean he's a i think he's a very well i think he's very well respected but i also think he's fairly new if i'm not mistaken he's a new afraid. young judge yeah and uh, and i think he was probably uh, plus she she is the <laughs> district attorney so he probably wanted to make sure sure that he put her in her place but he didn't want to also ruin any positive you know she's going to be in every court case
3: the da's involved in stuff in fulton county so the best description comes from john davidson he says fanny willis is basically our entire ruling class corrupt stupid entitled power hungry and contemptuous of anyone who questions them you can't have a republic with a ruling class like this
2: yeah yeah uh, and again, when she uh, she's a very loyal uh, boss. She complained she's a very loyal boss. When she hired Play Daddy, uh, she blew him away with her professionalism and her perspicacity, her unselfishness. The staff always comes first. She makes sure that she is not some big dictator. You know, uh, uh, she's very very careful in how she doles out responsibilities. Well, of course, she paid him a hundred dollars more than anybody else an hour, but that was you know that was because you know length and girth. That's 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 extra. That's special. And by the way, the star witness uh, for this afternoon's uh, testimony in the uh, case is a guy named a lawyer named Terrence Bradley, who was under questioning today. And then he uh, he he said that he was accused of sexual assault by somebody at the law firm where he was a partner, along with uh, Play Daddy, Nathan Wade. So in questioning by the state attorney, Bradley admitted this, uh, the other lawyer admitted, that a large reason he left the firm was because an employee of the firm accused him of sexual assault, which he denied. Uh, He admitted that he paid the employee who accused him. It's a key testimony angle because earlier he testified the reason he left the firm was related to Wade's divorce proceedings. So they're saying, well, now, wait a minute, what's what here? So the judge is now going to have him in camera, which means he's going to interview him in the chamber's uh, the earlier, uh, Bradley refused to answer what he knew about Wade and, uh, and uh, Play Daddy and uh, Black Mamba's romantic relationship. Well, he refused to answer uh, because of citing attorney-client privilege. But earlier, he had said, no, no, they were fooling around uh, long before she hired him in 2022. They were goofing around like in 2019 or 2020. And so the judge is going to be talking to him uh, privately, apparently. Not. But anyway, so, he, I mean, here we go. This is unfreaking believable. And the testimony yesterday, God, I was so hoping to be able to listen to it again today. If you haven't heard it, uh, look for the sound bites, Google it. I mean, it's un- talked about emasculating a black person. First, first she, you know, she she tells the world to play that play daddy had prostate cancer, and so he couldn't use his wang-wang for a while. Uh, but she said, I don't want to emasculate a black man. Well, you kind of just did. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she said, well... Well, if he couldn't make love for a while, then uh, obviously we didn't—we weren't having an affair. So, yeah, I mean, oh, well, I can think of like four or five other things automatically. we you still having a family.
3: Come on, you're killing me. <laughs> J- Jason Whitlock said she was testifying for the beauty parlor, not the court.
2: <laughs> yeah, for MSNBC. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, just unbelievable. And again, this is this. Uh, she talked about the cash. Now, I don't. Uh, and her daddy got on the stand today. In, fa- in fact, let's uh, flounder. We got a couple of sound bites. Let's play daddy's sound bites here. He's coming to the back when you get up there. Daddy, her daddy testified. And by the way, her daddy well used to be a member of the Black Panthers, uh, which is fine. I mean, you know, I'm, 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 you know, that's just the truth. That's the way it is. Uh, he was a member of the Black Panthers, and they moved to California and on and on and on. Anyway, he uh, he testified uh, about uh, about certain things that black people do, which should not come as a, as much of a
5: surprise. Uh, savings of cash. Oh no, she. Oh no, see. Maybe, excuse me, and I, Your honor, I'm not trying to be racist, okay? But it's a black thing, okay? You know, I was trained, and most black folks they hide cash.
2: Yeah, they hide cash. <laughs> I mean, and she now here's again, if I were, if I had been the attorney when she was under oath testifying, that she paid, she paid for her half of stuff, and he had, her boyfriend, uh, play daddy, had already testified that she paid him in cash. So what the lawyer should have said was, oh, she paid you in cash. Well, did she pay you in cash while you were on the trip when you saw the bill? Uh, and then you'd have to answer specifically how it was done, setting up a trap for when he testifies, maybe about something another way of doing it. Or did she pay you when you got home? Or did you go to the bank together? Or you know, just try to get specifically, exactly how that transaction worked, so you can uh, therefore set up to see exactly what was going on. Uh, but but I find it hard to believe that she also admitted that she commingled her campaign funds she had left over with her personal cash, and so she had what she said like nine or ten thousand dollars in cash at her house. Uh, I mean, you,
3: you're you not supposed to do that either. <laughs> yeah, she took the loans out or something. She got money for her campaign, and she said right. she kept some of that cash. Right. That's totally illegal. Yeah, it's, it's against the law. Uh, I mean, and by the way,
2: uh, if you were concerned about how it would look that you were using his money or your money that you paid him to go on vacations, wouldn't you keep a record of your repaying the payment with a check or a, a, a thing to prove that in case anybody said, now they're no. asking, hey, uh, you know, you, you gave him money to pay for your trips, and she could have said, oh, no, here's my uh, credit card. It shows you I paid, I paid half my way the whole time.
3: Boom, it's over. They didn't have a case. She doesn't think this would ever have gotten this far. She never thought anyone would look into this. What
2: a scandal. I mean, what a freaking scandal. Honest to God. It's just, I mean, just outrageous. Uh, Quick update on a couple of things. The uh, Kansas City shooting. Two uh, young black kids. Uh, Teenagers. They're so young they won't give you their names. And they're, uh, they're held on gun charges and resisting arrest. They have not charged them with attempted murder yet. I hope the hell they do. Attempted crowd mass murder, I hope. And let's find out more about these people. They have daddy at home? Raised by mommy, were they? Grandma? Nobody? Cell phones? Gangbangers? <laughs> Come on. If this have been you know, if these guys two been white two white blonde haired prep school kids wearing MAGA hats. Uh, you'd you've been people over the country would be outside the freaking Justice Department of Kansas City wondering what the hell's going on to America, and let's get their guns. I, I mean, if, uh, <laughs> well, we all know that. Uh, 512, a quick update of uh, sort of sad news here about Brian Wilson, the Beach Boys' co-founder. He now has two family representatives serving as his co-conservators because Brian Wilson, at age 81, is too far gone with... Mental problems, dementia, senility, they're not quite sure. But they say he cannot take care of himself. Uh, we want to ensure there were no extreme changes to the household. Brian and the kids living at home will take care of him in the home where he's cared for. Uh, Brian will be able to enjoy all his family and friends, continue work on projects, and participate anything he wants to do. He's suffering from a major neurocognitive disorder such as dementia and cannot provide properly for his own personal needs. So Brian Wilson has caregivers, his family, at the age of 81. And best of luck. Uh, coming up, the Bollywood actress and all the scandal stuff and uh, Romeo and Juliet actresses suing over the nude scene 50 years ago. But first, holy crap, it's Sports Next 513. Kept Feet and Flounder. Uh, look out, uh, coming up. The dog breed most stolen, plus a Bollywood scandal. <laughs> Olivia Hussey is suing the nude scene uh, company. And the old lady and the pronouns all coming up. But first,
3: holy crap, it's sports with P. Davis. We got a couple semi breaking stories here. Looks like the right. Phillies have added free agent infielder Whit Merrifield. Uh, Played a lot with Kansas City. Pretty good player. Played Mm. with the Blue Jays as well. Uh, One-year, $8 million contract. Mm. So he could be a pain in the butt Mm. this year because he's a good little player. And Tiger Woods has withdrawn from the second round of the Genesis Invitational in L.A. 47-year-old Woods one over after six holes in the second round. He was two over for the tourney. Driven off the course with his head in his hands in a golf cart. Said he suffered from back spasms during round one yesterday. He had a shank of all things, yeah. on 18 yesterday. Yeah. It looks like the back's still giving him trouble. Well, it's,
2: it, it, he's what he's gone through, you know. I mean, good Lord. Mm. It's over. Mm.
3: Reigning National League East and uh, most valuable player Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah. Uh, he was actually MVP for the entire National League. Uh, he arrived in Northport, Florida today, worked out a little, took a little batting practice, and afterwards he was asked if he wants to stay in Atlanta, and Ronald says he wants to be a brave for life. With club options, he signed through 2028, so don't be surprised if a large extension could be on the horizon. Excellent. We, it's cheaper now than later. <laughs> well, prob, uh, well. Th- on the
2: other hand, you know, another four years, who knows in four years he's going to be, what, 32 or uh, you know, uh, 30? Well, how old is he? What is he like 23 or four. He's about wow, 26. Is he? 26. Oh, he's about, about 26. 26. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be in his 30s, and if you want to sign him now to a contract to take him into a 36 uh, uh, years old, might be a little risky. If you extend uh, the four years, well, you're
3: I mean, insane. He'll you be mean? 30 years old. He'll be de- if not in his prime, he's right there at no, his no, prime. No, Are you no, kidding no, me? I, of course, no, I'd sign. No,
2: him. no, no, I agree with that. But I'm saying, if you want to extend the contract past the 30 year old thing and do another five years to make it 35 years old, yeah. I think that's a little risky.
3: Yeah. No, no, not for an outfielder. Not not a guy who can be a DH if something happens. No, no, no. no. Well, there I'm you. Sorry. That's
2: why I'm not the general manager. <laughs> that's right. That's right.
3: Uh, well, more a for him in a things, second so. here. <laughs> And remember, not too long ago when baseball pundits could not decide who was better, Acuna or Juan Soto? Yeah, 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 about that. (laughs) While Ronald may end his career as a Brave, Soto may be about to play for his fourth team. After beginning with the Nationals, then playing for the Padres, the Yankees traded for him, and now Yanks GM Brian Cashman says he doesn't see them re-signing the Slugger, and this is likely a one-year rental. So Soto could be on his fourth team in two years before this year is out. Wow. So mercy and president of baseball operations for the braves alex Anthopoulos, is looking forward to the effect that veterans chris sale and charlie morton will have on the young pitching staff this season excellent i think what he's going to do for all the young
1: guys we have with him and charlie morton it's hard to quantify but i'm a big big believer that when guys go back down the road the impact that the mortons will have had in their career and sale will have in their career the way they
3: go about it i think will be huge Boy, was an I was ho- on the locker room yesterday with six eighty of the fan. Buddy.
2: I hope Sale is healthy, man. I I remember seeing him pitch with Boston, and he had that whipping, horrible, nasty, freaking left-handed skank, hateful, slimy, vicious, <laughs> murderous, devilish, freaking <laughs> delivery crap. So I hope the hell we got that guy with that version yeah. of Sale. <laughs>
3: I love to see too. that boy. He was a monster. Yeah. <laughs> Some ball players are not happy with the new uniforms being made by Fanatics, owned by Nike. Seems they no longer tailor them for individual players, which makes them a little uncomfortable in the groin for some of the guys. Mm. Others say the jerseys look and feel like replicas. The players' union is getting involved. And look, look at a pitcher like Lance Lynn, who's a big old dude from Mississippi. He looks like he's 300 pounds. And then you look at Max Fried, He doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. And you're telling me they don't tailor the pants? Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, come on. I thought th-
3: I thought every club had. I thought you could just.
2: I thought every ball club had somebody to uh, take uh, ladies to take care. People to do the laundry and stuff. Anyway, I
3: th- no. The, the players' the union is getting involved, so this is oh, going to change. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. In today's episode of Oh Those Dysfunctional Mets, <laughs> we discover the New York Mets now have ten million American dollars wrapped up in their backup catchers. Oh. <laughs> they got like four of them. It's yes, well, unbelievable. There you go. Uh, and we now know a little more about the passing of Falcons great linebacker Fulton Cockendall who died yesterday morning at the age of 70 after a long battle with dementia passed away at a memory care facility up in canton his wife of 44 years told the ajc that his brain will be donated to boston university as part of its study into traumatic brain injury among nfl players the rest of his body will go to the philadelphia college of osteopathic medicine for use in medical school studies Hmm. by the way well it's quite a donation yeah Kuykendall once broke his arm while tackling a Bills running back you may have heard of. Any chance you know who the guy oh, is? O.J.
2: Simpson, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah. uh-huh.
3: Yes, absolutely correct. Former Bears lineman Steve McMichael was voted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this week, and he celebrated by going into intensive care for a urinary tract infection.
2: Uh, oh, ah. <laughs> Steve yeah. McMahon, the one who stuck the pin in his bare <laughs> chest. I was interviewing him in the locker room. Oh, my God. Probably
3: where he got the infection he from. He probably got yeah, it from right there. there. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> CBS made $700 million from commercial sales during the Super Bowl. Because it went into overtime, the Tiffany Network earned an extra $60 million. And overtime.
2: Why why would they get Sixth. money for for more commercials? Because they click. run
3: the more co- co- So the companies yeah, run had, again.
2: so the, obviously the contract is if it's overtime and we play your commercial, you've got to pay us more money. Well that, well, good for them. Yeah. That's I good. bet they're all happy lo-
3: well, Who is it? Yeah. I'm happy. Absolutely. I know you're up. At Long Island University up in New York, the Fairleigh Dickinson team mm. was stuck in an elevator and had to be rescued by the fire department. <laughs> Tip-off delayed, but the Knights overcame their up-and-down start. Yes. Get it up and down. Mm. Uh, by nipping LIU by two points. So I guess you could say the outcome hung in the balance Hung there. in the no.
2: balance. Uh, well, I hope nobody was in farting ele- in the elevator because that would be wrong on so many levels. <clears throat>
1: Okay.
3: Uh, U.S. Women's National you Team Captain little Lindsay st- Horan. Oh, I saw that. I saw that coming from a mile yes, away. She, yes, you did. Uh, Lindsay Horan is a captain of the women's soccer team. She's uh-huh. walking back comments she made uh-huh. accusing you American soccer fans of basically being stupid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she, she, Horan kicked American fans for not knowing the game and lacking smarts, as if watching the American women lose the World Cup was that hard to comprehend. <laughs> Big Outkick wrote that. (laughs) It took a while for Horan to realize insulting her fans was not a smart move.
2: Not that smart, no.
3: The NBA All-Star Game is in Indianapolis this Sunday, but you won't see Knickerbocker's player Josh Hart there. He absolutely despises the city and the entire state of Indiana, Uh saying outside of a White Castle fast food joint, there is no reason to go there, calling the entire Hoosier state a dump. (laughs) Uh, Excuse me, you know you live and work in New York City, right? (laughs) Yeah, wow. Look around. (laughs) Look at the news. (laughs) Hot. Meat kettle. Kettle uh, pot.
2: Well, I used to call Indianapolis Indian no place. I was there for a couple of months uh, one time many years ago.
3: <laughs> okay, I've driven past. Well, actually, I, we went there with the Falcons a couple <laughs> times. It's nice and clean downtown. I'll give them that. Yeah. I'll give them that. Why does Travis Kelsey wear number 87, Cameron?
2: Um, let's see. Well, now I'm trying to think of who might have been 87 when he was a kid. Uh, wouldn't be Y.A. Tittle or wouldn't be Del Schaffner? I don't know. I have no idea.
3: Who? Del because he's Taylor Swift's He's Taylor Swift's 87th boyfriend. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, there explains everything.
3: <laughs> By the way, no one knows who the hell that guy you just mentioned is. So, anyway. We'll Del Schaffner? Uh, Y.A. Tittle? Never heard of him. Oh, my God. Uh, Y.A. Tittle, but no one's yeah. ever heard of Dolph schnocker or whatever his name Dolph. is. So Dolph Oh, my God. We are pulling him out of your Del behind. Sh- number 88. Y.A. Tittle's favorite. Nobody remembers Oh, my God. Del Schaffner. Him. Sorry. Guess how much the winning players got for the Super Bowl.
2: $22,000. Higher. A little higher. $200,000.
3: Lower. $100,000. Is... What? 164 $164 nice. they got. That's good. The losers got 89000
2: Okay. So All right. Days work.
3: That's not a lot considering the no, billions. No, it's nothing. I mean, that's insane. pretty. I thought it was always
2: higher. Than, I thought that was like a half a million. Well, I guess not. I guess I'm wrong. I thought, baseball. Yeah. Baseball I, Maybe is. I'm thinking of that. Yeah. yeah. World Series.
3: Because uh, they have a, they have something called a union. Yeah. So that, that works. <laughs> yes, it does. Here is the company that Patrick Mahomes has now joined. Only seven men, Mahomes being one of them, have three championships and two MVPs in their first seven seasons. I'll give you a hint. Two of them played for the Celtics at different times. Can you name them? Oh, you're talking about any sports? Any sports, Cel- yeah. Oh,
2: uh, can you name the people? Oh, my God. Well, Don, Bob uh, 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 Bakuzi. Nope. Nope. Oh God. Uh, well, oh, uh, Bill Russell.
3: Yes, Bill Russell was one, and the um, other one. Um. Oh God. Oh, well, yeah, if it yeah, wasn't yeah. Bob Cousy. Uh... Speaking of Indiana, speaking of oh the Larry, state Bird. Of Indiana. Larry Bird, Indiana, Larry Bird, Larry Bird. That's right, Indiana. Uh, imagine uh, one Johnson. One NHL. No, no, we've already <laughs> done the We're two done. players. Yeah, one NHL player, Guy Lafleur, the Canadiens. But three baseball players have done it. And uh, one was a cardinal. Do you know the cardinal? The guy who uh, played Musial? in the American League. Stan Musial. Yeah, he played in the American. was <laughs> well, the old cardinal? Yeah. yeah, the old cardinal. Yeah, the the Yankees Yeah, two Yankees that had that. How? Guess which one.
2: Uh, in the first seven years, had uh, MVP and World Series. Without, oh god, they
3: had uh, three championships and two MVPs in their first seven seasons. Two Yankees did it. Oh, uh,
2: maybe Jeter, Derek Jeter. No. No. It got to be a long time ago, right? Probably like Babe Ruth yeah. days. Well, it's got to be Babe Ruth. And... No. no. Oh man. Well, no. then uh no. uh Ty Cobb. Try to. <laughs> I mean, I no. just go down well, all the famous. Ty Cobb
3: played for the Tigers yeah, well, in the American. Well, well, the other the, the, the other
2: guy, their famous one. The Joe DiMaggio. Oh, oh, yeah. the, Joe DiMaggio. Yeah, DiMaggio. Okay. DiMaggio there you go. and Mantle. And man, Mickey Mickey Mantle, Mickey Mantle. There you go. All right. Well, um, I was going to I was
3: going to get to it.
1: <laughs> it
3: yeah, takes sure. a little while Cobb. I got more in there to get through. And a home six-year career as a starter he has six afc title games four super bowl appearances three super bowl titles three super bowl mvps and two nfl mvps that's in really incredible <laughs> he's pretty good on this date february 16th of 1953 ted williams safely crash-landed his damaged panther jet mm-hmm. and walked away getting the air medal that was the key thing he walked away from yeah, it korean more uh yeah, 1972, Wilt Chamberlain of the Lakers became the first player in NBA history to bed 30,000 women.
2: No, it was 30,000 t- points, Pete, <laughs> in oh, his okay. career. Sorry, <laughs> well, same thing.
3: He notched a point every time he did and that. And it was a game uh, against 2000- the
2: Suns. I have even have this on my list, too. It's a game against okay. the Suns. I'm sorry, 1972. Yes, sir. <laughs>
3: That's all right. 2008, Cal Kendrick went 10-4 and four as a rookie, stunned when he hears he's been traded to Japan for Takaru Kobayashi, The champion hot dog eater, the elaborate (laughs) hoax, included manager Charlie Manuel, the GM, fellow pitcher Brett Myers, and the media. It totally fooled the Phillies pitcher We thought he'd been traded to Japan for a hot dog dog eater. eater. The hot dog guy. And 2013, after an appearance at a local festival, Guido's costume, worn by one of the brewers' racing sausages, went missing. Later that mm-hmm. night, a seven foot Italian sausage impersonator was spotted at bars in Milwaukee signing autographs. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you're inside Guido, the Italian sausage costume, you're no longer impersonating him. <laughs> you, you are right. Guido. Leave him alone. The let him do what Italian he wants. Sausage. He's in there. <laughs> that, <that's laughs> Give the guy. guy a break. Guido!
2: have a party for a weekend or something. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, a couple of sports birthdays, Pete. Jerome Bettis, the bus. Uh, retired Pittsburgh Sealer running back is 52. And John McEnroe, 65, yes. married to Patti Smythe, the lead singer of Scandal, one of the few... Uh Two times this guy says he's ever seen him smile was when uh, Lonely Island tapped him for the hilarious uncensored SNL digital short, I Just Had Sex. John McEnroe, 65 years old. Uh, My anyway, favorite we got, tennis player. Uh, we got, well, he was fun to watch. Uh, you Surely oh, you God. can't be serious. He was on the line.
1: The chalk rose up. It was on the line. <laughs> the hey, the on the you line. can see that. you blind. <laughs> <laughs> you're <laughs> kidding
8: me. Five you're thir- killing five, me. 531 with a
2: Kimmer, Pete, and Flouster. <laughs> Here we go, look out, 535, Kim Pete and fell down there. Got a little Dylan here for you. I'm
1: gonna go down to the river the
2: I do not know this song. In 1974, Bob Dylan began a four week run at number one. With Planet Waves, his first U.S. number one, 1974. The album originally set to be titled Ceremonies of the Horseman, a reference to the song Love Minus Zero, No Limit, from the 1965 album, Bringing It All Back Home and Bob Dylan decided to change the title at the last minute. The release was delayed for 2 weeks. <laughs> but that's uh, this one's called Tough Mama from that album. That from that album. Again, I don't know. I'm re- I really uh, you know I grew up with Bob. I'm 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 his generation. We grew up with, you know kids Getting involved with Bob Dylan, and I don't know much of his music. I just, uh, you know, I should I should study more about it because he really was an important force. Uh, by the way, a couple of phone calls. Hold on, Stephen and, uh, and uh, Brett. I think that is. Hold on, you guys be Steve. right with you. Uh, some uh, sports leftover things here, Pete. That I was going to take from you uh, on this day in history in sports. 1970, Joe Frazier began his reign as undisputed heavyweight boxing champion by dispatching Jimmy Ellis in five. Uh, what's the matter? What say it right? Dispatching Jimmy Ellis in five rounds, and then (laughs) what? Oh, down goes Ellis. (laughs) Joe Frazier. (laughs) Frazier. (laughs) Dispatch, down goes Jimmy Ellis in five uh, rounds, and Frazier lost his title in January 73, the first loss of his entire career ever to George Foreman. He lost his title to George Foreman. Uh, Also in sports on this day, uh, in 1992, the L.A. Lakers officially retired Magic Johnson's number 32. He was the fifth Laker to receive the honor, including Jerry West, 44, Elgin Baylor, 22, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 33, and Wilt Chamberlain, number 13, retired. And since then, in 92, they've also retired number 8 and 24 for Kobe Bryant, 25 for Gail Goodrich, 34 for Shaq O'Neal, 42 for James Worthy, and 52 for Jamal Wilkes. <laughs> That's a lot of retired uniforms. Um, on this day, 1997, hold on, guys, I promise i got get right to you. Jeff Gordon, 1997, this is a big weekend now for racing. Jeff Gordon, on this day, ninety-seven, became the youngest winner of the Daytona 500. He was 25. Trevor Bain claimed the title back in 2011. He was only 20. And uh, this race is on Sunday. Uh, any uh, controversy, Pete? Is any, anybody claiming about anything or track conditions or new things or anything?
3: I'm not really well, a big fan. Bubba, Wall, Bubba got into it with somebody a race or two ago, and he says, frankly, he deserved it the way he was acting. So it could be interesting to see yeah. if something's going on with him and, and another they guy. They do
2: a little bumping and grinding at uh, 200 miles an hour. Um, and, uh, by the way, oh, uh, you mentioned a cost the other day of, uh, some, uh, of the NFL package, I believe, coming up. On this day in 1962... CBS bought the exclusive rights to college football from the NCAA. CBS college football rights to the games. How much do you suppose it supposed to cost in 1962 for the whole thing shebang with the college football? CBS,
3: hundred thousand dollars,
2: ten million. Ten oh, ten million then it's probably five hundred million today or whatever it is. Oh, it's it is. a billion. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, kind of weird. okay. Uh, phone calls five thirty nine. Let's get to uh, Steve my uh, uh, first. Uh, Steve, welcome aboard. Happy Friday. How you doing?
1: Steve,
2: Steve, <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steve. <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steve. <laughs> What's up, man? Guys? Yes, sir. We're doing uh, great.
1: You, you guys were talking about
2: a football player named Dale Shoffner. I think Del Shoffner. D E L Del, D-E-L Shoffner. <laughs> Del Schaffner, okay, Schaffner Yeah. I was kind of. <laughs> Surprised didn't that exist. Pete didn't make a connection with that guy. He uh he founded an apparently an unsuccessful restaurant chain and they even did an ad for it on Saturday Night Live. It was
3: like uh Come on down to the rabbit hut. We're going to make you a rabbit nut at Dale Sockner's Dale,
1: Sockner's Dale, Sockner's <laughs> rabbit hut. Anyway, surprised you guys remember that.
2: Well, I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like old home <laughs> week. I... <laughs>
3: yeah, you I remember got. it is scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See you. Uh,
2: thank you, Steve. You have a great weekend yourself. Here's Brett's <laughs> on the horn with a kibber, Pete, and uh, uh, Flounder. How you doing, Brett? This you're is on Natalie. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's, uh, I beg your pardon. It's Natalie. Even better. Hello, Natalie. How are you? <laughs> close. So
5: hey, close.
7: I'm so happy to talk to you.
2: It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. Happy oh, Friday. What's up?
7: Happy Friday to you. I've been wanting to call for so long, but I usually listen to podcast.
2: Well, so we I don't never know
7: what you're talking about. Yeah,
2: I... <laughs> that's true. We don't know what we're talking about either. Uh, you come to the right place, uh, sweetie. There...
7: But I want to say, I talked to you. The last time I talked to you was about 20 years ago. Yeah,
2: I remember you were flirting with me. Boy, you were flirting with me. You were hitting on me. It was on, I remember that. Oh,
7: Yeah. Yes, and I just got engaged. No. <laughs> <So. laughs>
2: I have no standards. <laughs> I'll, I'll hit an engaged woman here. What the hell? You're not married.
8: <laughs> Morals, no, no, no. scruples. You
7: helped me with my ring. You actually called oh, a sure. jewelry store for me. Yeah,
2: Solomon Brothers, uh, I'm sure. Yeah.
7: yes. Yes. yes, I wasn't sure if I could say that. Oh, names. absolutely. They're a uh, longtime
2: sponsor. My good boy, Solomon Brothers Jewels. Yes. Love those guys. Absolutely.
7: And that is why I told my future husband, I was like, whenever we decide, you've got to go to Solomon Brothers, because Kimmer says it's the best. Oh, I'll be and darned. And he did. And he got me a beautiful, beautiful ring, and it did not fit. It was too big, and I took it back, and... They told me I didn't get it there, and they wouldn't help me. So I called you, and you straightened it all out, and I went in. And they fixed it, and they were so lovely. They're just,
2: great people. If there's ever I a misunderstanding, they take you. care of. They take care of. It. Now, and, and by the way, I I, I I I assume it's okay to mention. I assume you're still married to the gentleman. Uh, yes, or well,
7: it'll be 20 years in October. Thank God.
2: I was gonna say, No, the bastard I left me for at the altar. You know, I was hoping there was <laughs> no. a good ending. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's
7: great. But I just, I you guys are just awesome. I'm so glad you're back on the radio. I look so forward to it, like, every day listening to your podcast. And well, you're, just, it's you're awesome. I'm not in so Atlanta sweet. anymore, so I have to listen to the podcast. Well, the, the
1: app,
2: the, on the app, yeah, 106.3 on the app is very handy. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Well, now, are, are, are you guys retired? Are you uh, everybody working in the business world these days? Or you seem pretty young, well, actually. My,
7: my husband still, um, he's in commercial real estate. We're in Dallas. Oh wow! And, um, yeah, and we have a 12-year-old little girl.
5: Oh, stand good for you. And
7: she's awesome. Excellent. So, Excellent. Just, I you know run her around she does a bunch of sports and cheer and everything so uh, she's basically my boss
2: outstanding yeah. well you're so sweet a true Kimmer babe and i remember i remember that very well I've, all my kimber babes who call and, and and thank me for things believe me i you go right to my heart i'm 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 uh, oh, happy thrilled so that, and no, my
7: daughter my daughter loves you too i i have her listen i showed a picture um, of Chris Hemsworth tour and I said, this is the Kimmer. And <laughs> what a poor thing. <laughs> he, he was like mom we have to listen to him every day
2: he is so good looking oh they know if you can't if you can't trick your kids once in a while why have children that's my motto if you can't embarrass your kids what the hell's the sense of having them well
7: she loves you and she wears your t-shirts we have a bunch of y'all's
2: t-shirts oh my oh you're so sweet well thank you so much Uh, please keep in touch and uh, uh, let us know on uh, facebook or something and if we can do anything for you and and we'd we'd be thrilled hi to everybody oh, hug for your so family sweet. thanks sweetie thank, oh, you. thank you have a great All weekend right, thanks dad thank you bye-bye <laughs> that's so sweet that is we just we, honestly we another woman remember something from 20 years ago 20 years oh, ago unlike you or probably more anyway um real quick we got <laughs> ghost hunter joel on <laughs> ghost hunter joel hey ghost hunters how's it going my friend what's going on <laughs>
1: Well uh, I hadn't heard you talk about Farmer wants a wife uh, last uh, the, I, the episode last
2: night. I've got all my uh, notes right here in front of me. They did the roping, they uh, took care of the chickens, uh, they cut some wood, uh, and then boy is there stuff going there's all there's one troublemaker that hot blonde thinks she uh, owns oh, yeah. the world and she wants if she's ticked off she's already crying and tearing up and said that yeah the devil eyes are out too. <laughs> what did yeah, you think? Um,
1: well, the, the the one the one good-looking chick, she uh, started complaining about the brunette Joy smiling all the time, yeah, and, yeah. and I think that Joy, I'm I'm with the blonde. I think the Joy chick is there just to be on TV. Yeah,
2: she's a troublemaker. I think.
1: <laughs> and, and, And and I forgot what I was going to say because, I mean, as soon as you put me on, I was like, oh, I blanked out. Oh, I do that uh,
2: all the time. Well, I remember one of the things, they're they're already starting to cry. One of the girls started crying because she said, I just don't feel a connection yet. But, you know, and so she's crying because she hasn't gone far enough. Uh, Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, And they went to the Clemson game. And then, of course, when he goes wandering off with one of them to be together to start kissing on the porch or something, the rest of them are going nuts and they're all ticked. Oh, man, here we go. Farmer wants a wife. All right. <laughs>
1: but but the, 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 re, the reason I started watching the show was uh, last season uh, I worked in Jefferson, Georgia, and there was a guy from Watkinsville, but his family, they have a farm in Jefferson. And I was like, wait a minute. I know that place. Oh, no kidding. I started watching it. Oh, that. I'll be darned. And, <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, and like I said, I forgot why the... The heck I was calling, but anyway, um, yeah, uh, I, I'm. You'll think of it. Call back when you guess. think
2: of it. As soon as you hang up, you're going to think <laughs> of it. Call back, and because people now want to <laughs> know what you were talking about.
1: <laughs>
2: All right, y'all. have a good All one. All right, John. Ghost Hunter Joel, right there. He'll be back. Boy, it's a 5:46 already. Kiver Pete and Flounder. We got another funny coming up. An update on Donald Trump blasting that clubhouse politician judge. Next, with the Kiver Pete and Flounder.
7: <laughs> gonna
9: make you sweat, going to make you groove. Oh, yeah, God. Look,
7: out. Oh, look
2: out. Zeppelin. going like a lead balloon, baby. 548. Look out. shake that thing, going to make
7: you burn,
1: gonna make you stay. Yeah, it was
2: 1972. Led Zeppelin made their Australian live debut with a 6 date tour at the Sabiaco Oval Perth. Police battled with over 500 fans who rammed locked gates trying to get into the concert. 4,000 fans stood outside the venue with no tickets, and local residents jammed police phone lines to complain about all that noise. (laughs) It's Led Zeppelin. (laughs) Well, it was in the 70s. Who knew anything about anything? Our birthday list includes LeVar Burton, 67. Jordy LaForge or somebody on Star Trek, The Next Generation. But we know him, of course, as Kunta uh, Kunta Kinte on Roots. And he was PBS's Toby. Uh... Oh uh, well, yeah, I made him, Toby, and uh, PBS is reading Rainbow. Lavar Burton, sixty-seven years old today. Oh, oh, and Pete, I had a leftover th- a sports thing. Oh, I guess I threw it away. Tenley, uh, Tenley something or other was the first uh, female winner of the uh, uh, America's uh, uh, figure skating thing uh, back when she was 17 years old, back in 1952 or
3: something. Fascinating.
2: Yeah, totally fascinating. Uh, the uh, National Deaf Mute College was founded on this day in Washington, 1857. The fir- hello. The first school, repeating tonight's time. Ta- uh, the first school in the world for advanced education of the deaf, later renamed Gallaudet College. And uh, let's see. Oh, God, who can forget this? The crematorium scandal in Nobel, Georgia, 2002. Video of corpses, some of them in sitting positions and laying down. They were sideways, stacked in the backyard, in the woods, in sheds all the corpses at the crematorium that were not crematoried. Uh, the uh, family didn't spend the money to fire up the crematorium, and they just threw them in the backyard and then stacked them anywhere. And the, I'll never forget the video. It's one of the most disgusting things I ever saw in my life.
3: They just had it happen in Colorado where this nature thing where the bodies would yes. go back to nature. Yeah. They just left them in the warehouse. Yeah, that's uh, that's not where really didn't mind. I think that
2: I'm not sure that that was in the, in the booklet. I you know I think when you sign up for that I think I, you know I think there's a rule or something. <laughs> God. Um, uh, by the way, just in uh, one of the updates on uh, legal stories today, Donald Trump lost his case in court. The freaking judge fined him $350 million and said he and his company can't do business for several years in New York City. And President Trump blasted the, clo- uh, quote, clubhouse politician, Judge Arthur Engeron, as he was banned from operating his business in New York for three years, fined more than $350 million defending his great company that he built and said it's another example of Democrats trying to to stop him. And he says they will not be successful. The ruling was after the months-long civil trial in October from the Attorney General of New York, Letitia James, that hateful racist saying he inflated his assets and values to get a bank loan uh, to pay off stuff, and then because they were inflated values, she said, and the judge agreed with her, uh, they therefore he was uh, guilty of fraud, even though the bank got their money back. It was a loan. The bank said, well, okay, we say, you say it's worth half a billion dollars in Mar-a-Lago? Fine, we'll give you the money for the loan. He got the money back. No one ever got cheated out of anything. Nothing ever happened. It was no crime committed. Yeah. Nobody lost anything. Nobody suffered anything of any kind. And Donald Trump has now been banned from running his own businesses for three years. His son's banned also for at least two years, and he has to pay a fine of more than $350 million for a crime that didn't happen. He said the banks and insurance companies were thrilled. They made nothing but money, no defaults, no nothing at a time when many banks are losing money. It's a witch hunt where the judge ruled against me before he even saw the case. Uh, The judge strongly stated that Mar-a-Lago was worth $18 million when it was worth probably $300 million. In September, the judge ruled that Trump and his organization committed fraud, building a real estate empire by deceiving banks and insurers. Uh, Trump said the judge had already been overturned on his case four times, a record. Uh, Anyway, so he's a a political hack working in conjunction with a crooked attorney general. One of the greatest cases of election interference anyone has ever seen in this country, and he's absolutely right. Absolutely, He's going to appeal. This is absolutely disgraceful. And this judge, the whole Fannie, uh, oh, my God, uh, the Black Mamba. <laughs> uh, Fannie, the uh, floocy of Fulton County, her daddy was on the stand. Should we play another daddy bite here, Founder? I think we got one more back there. Let's do another of her daddy bites. Uh, he was on the stand today talking about raising his kid and black things and black issues and stuff like that.
6: I may be wrong, but I believe COVID hit in 2020. So I was asking about 2019. In 2019, did you spend any time in California? Before
5: COVID was even... Okay. Here in the United States, remember I lived in South Africa and I've traveled the world. Whether he lived with his daughter. I knew COVID daughter. was coming before. I knew COVID was around before. They may have announced it in in 20, but in fact, I knew about it and I knew what was happening uh, in 19. Yeah, okay, he's so, so
7: let's, let's walk through 2019 then. You
5: said you moved here in September. So- no, I didn't say that. I moved here probably prior to September. Anyway,
2: uh, he also said, you know, a black, it's a black thing. It's not racist, Your Honor. It's a black thing to carry a lot of cash. That's why his daughter uh, Fanny the fluzy Black Mamba was already had around those thousands of dollars in cash to refund, you know, the hotel stays and the trips to the
3: Bahamas and stuff. Oh my God! Who are you kidding? By the way, anyway, uh, what, you know, whatever, they're going to get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Daily Mail just has a headline here that we maybe talk about Monday. A dating expert says that any man who makes under fifty thousand dollars a year. Should never date because they don't have enough expendable cash to keep a lady happy.
2: I'll bet that's true. Print that up. Save that for Monday. And by the way, there's two other things. Let's do. I was going to. Well, quick. I was going to do this uh, because it's kind of an update thing. The dog breed most likely to be dog napped is the French Bulldog. We've been every, every the last several dog nappings we've had, in fact, some very famous cases where the actress got sh- the bodyguard or the dog walker for the famous actress got shot and stuff like that. Well, they're stealing these French bulldogs, stealing French bulldogs. The theft of French bulldogs has gone up one hundred and forty percent recently. And these dogs cost up to ten grand and they're not big. They're easy to steal and they're friendly and happy, basically. And they just grab them, and put them in a coat and take them off. Anyway, the number one dog breed stolen is French bulldogs. Just for the record, uh, a couple of, uh, of girly things, Pete. You mentioned the dating thing. Also, I want to get into this earlier. I heard the uh, the guys before us a couple days ago talking about dental hygienists and how uh, have you ever had a male dental hygienist working on your teeth, cleaning your teeth, and uh, you know doing the stuff that they do the dental hygienist. Ever had a man do it?
3: I don't have. I have, mean, I I have once. So.
2: I don't mean a doctor. I, I don't mean the dentist. No, so I'm talking about the, the, the guy who, cleaned, who does
4: the cleaning. I had one guy. He was great, actually.
2: Oh, see, I, 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 no, no guys for me,
3: uh-huh. girls only.
4: Okay, it's one thing if you're going yeah. to get a massage or something like that, but I mean, working on your teeth. I, I, well, I, I just, I, you know, having a. Is it uh, because you're almost sitting in his lap? It's, in a sense? No, it's two
2: things. It's because no, no, I, I, yeah. I want a girl. Any girl who puts her fingers in my mouth is on the road to happiness. And secondly, you might get a little side boob. It's very, very likely yep. that the, that the girl hygienist she's gonna be leaning over the. Oh, let me get that uh, toothbrush. Oh, and I think a lot of you know. And And again, guys, if your wife is a dental hygienist, I'm not talking about her. But if my wife was a dental hygienist, I wouldn't let her be a dental hygienist because they are very famous about doing a little side boob when they go over to get the uh, dental floss or something or the uh, what are yeah. that, that creamy stuff they put in your teeth or whatever. So they get a little side. So that's and I want a girl doing it and not a guy. I would not want a guy clumbing around with his freaking hairy fingers in my mouth. It's bad enough what a dentist has to do it and take out stuff, but I want a girl. Yeah, you know bureau.
4: they're wearing gloves, right? <laughs>
2: I still don't care. <laughs> uh, gloves. And the other issue that came up today also on the, on the thing as well was pay on a date and for some reason this is becoming a thing now all over social media and and more and more women apparently are getting upset if uh i, I well i don't know i I've, I've i've never allowed a girl to pay for anything on a date ever not a nickel and I, no. if we if i meet her there and she's somewhere else i give her money to pay for her parking i mean you, you if you're on a date you're taking care of her but there's a whole yep. thing going on now, and some girls are getting offended, and now I think some of the liberal girls, we've talked about this before, want an old-fashioned man They really do want a guy who takes care of everything and takes care of them and have them feel like they're taken care of and, and pay for everything. But again, this is an issue about whether girls uh, should be, and guys who want a date, and then if the girl doesn't put out, then suddenly they're sending him a Venmo request for half the date charge or something. <laughs> he was talking about that today, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. A guy, she wouldn't put out, and he wouldn't, and He said, well, the states, after she, he left, and he sent her a message and he said, Well, obviously, we're not going to, you know, this isn't going to work out. So he Venmoed her says, I want, uh, you know, you owe me half the money for the date, for the dinner. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, and again, this is an amazing story. Remember the actress Olivia Hussey? Olivia, is that a thing for you to me, you do something here? That's for next week. Don't oh, okay. 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 I oh, remember the actress Olivia Hussey in the movie Romeo, yeah. the movie Romeo and Juliet in 1968. Well, she and the guy she starred with are now suing. The film company... Uh, and Criterion Collections Agency and Paramount Pictures for the nude scene filmed more than 50 years ago. The problem was when they filmed it, it was all, uh, it was kind of dulled. It was very poor quality. There was no real, you couldn't really see that very much of anything. All of a sudden now, these actors, Olivia Hussey and the boy and the guy are both in their 70s. And they say that the director uh, had them appear naked in the movie with now the updates because the quality is coming out so much in the new digitally enhanced photographs. They look naked naked. They're in bed together and it shows her top breasts naked and she's saying for 50 years she's been offended by the fact that they misrepresented everything to her. And now Olivia Hussey from Romeo and Juliet in 1968 and the male actor with her, Leonard Whiting, are suing Paramount Company for a half a century of mental incarceration for the traumatic event of the nude scene, which has now been enhanced. Holy cow! Hey, God bless America. Thank you all. Have a great weekend. And hi to Miss Veronica there, Flounder, Pete Davis, and a Kimmer. Well, I gotta go. You're killing me. Coming up at 6 o'clock. Have a great weekend. And Christine, sing me home, baby, because I'm ready to rock and roll. <laughs> we
1: go. This is an extra 106.3 podcast to hear more live and local content like this. Tune into 106.3 FM or download the extra
5: 106.3 app.